Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I'm talking with my friend and fellow podcaster, Kevin Shanks. What's up, dude? Hey, Joe, what's going on? Uh, excited long... to have you on again, man. <laughs> long time, long time. I We were just talking, and I mean, like the last time I was on, what it was like, I think I just looked it up, it was like 19, 2000, it was before pandemic stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's probably been a bit. So it, well, a lot of shit has happened, for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and you got you got two shows now. You got um, Nobody Asked You, Kevin, and Toxcast Dose Makes the Poison. How are those going now? Um, Nobody Asked You, Kevin. I'm kind of on a hiatus right now. I've been on hiatus for several months. Um, I was just listening to Starkcast. Um, it was Spoiler Steve episode not too long ago and um he uh you were talking about like kind of getting into a rut and and for start cast mm-hmm. and i i was like thinking to myself that's exactly where i'm at for nobody asked you kevin exactly i haven't put out an episode in months haven't even felt like doing it um but i've been mainly focusing on um dose makes the poison the tox cast uh, kind of a science communication outreach type of education podcast um, i love that, that show of... dude oh thanks <laughs> i was telling you earlier i don't understand half the words you use in it but it's super entertaining and you got a great voice for it oh thanks i it, it it's something i love to do i wish i had a lot more time to do it but um it's it, it's something that i love to just talk about drugs and poisons and chemicals and forensics and that sort of stuff and kind of apply it to what's in the what's in the news right now like news articles what's in this what's in what's going on um in reality and what's going on in pop culture i mean as in movies and tv so if you see a poisoning on tv is it accurate is it not accurate do we even care if it's accurate i mean how did that actually work i mean those sorts of things i i I have a lot of fun talking about those so um been kind of focusing a lot of um attention there and you yourself and getting back on schedule i'm, I'm gonna call this that again you getting back on out on schedule with Startcast, and you said you had a spreadsheet and everything yeah i i i put together a, a spreadsheet and <laughs> inspired by you and it was i'm now lining up people to come on uh Toxcast and everything and i'm getting a schedule together which makes me so happy Oh, that's so, excellent to hear, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's I've got some cool people already lined up to come on and talk and kind of about their careers and and experience and research and um but it was inspired when I when when you sent out your spreadsheet when you were starting back up on Startcast, it, it kind of inspired me to say, Hey, I think I need to get my shit more organized. I need to get on this and um it's worked so far, so I'm glad. I'm glad you did that because it kind of kicked me in the ass to do it as well. <laughs> Perfect, man. That's that's <laughs> the, the the power of Microsoft Excel, right? <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't like who doesn't like a good spreadsheet? Dude, the more I learn about how to use that program, the more like it just I love it. <laughs> oh, there's there's you can do a lot. You can do some great things with that thing. Fancy stuff, <laughs> writing uh, algorithms and little, little bits of code and stuff. It reminds me when I was like a, a kid back in like the early '90s, writing stuff in QBasic on in MS DOS and my mom oh, and dad's wow. computer. 
See, I never got into that. I never did that. Oh, I never wrote anything that complex on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best program was my buddy Jason wrote one. And when you started it up, it said, fuck you. And so then you would just have to type in an insult back. And so long as you spelled it in the way he programmed it, the computer would have like different responses it would give you based on the insult you typed in. Oh, that is awesome. It was really clever. And like discovering that, that like, I think we were in seventh grade when he showed me that. And I was like, that's fucking incredible. And then like, <laughs> we spent like the evening down in his basement, like drinking Mountain Dew and like basically him teaching me how to do basic coding. <laughs> I, I, you don't know how long I would sit there and just go minute after minute, hour after I play with that thing for hours. Just, I mean, typing in insults as a kid, that would have been awesome. Hey, you could probably find a market for that right now. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, if there's not an app already that exists somewhere in the app store that's like that, like it, it would blow my mind if that's not already a thing. Hey, if it's not, there you go. Make lots of money. I know I saw this thing online a while back. It was some like inspiration cube, I think. And it was something that like Joel Olstein was putting out. And it was like some little like fucking plastic cube that had all these pre-programmed like inspirational phrases or some shit like that in it. <laughs> did you see he's in the news again by the way i was he's... just gonna ask you that too <laughs> yeah they found I, a bunch I, of money in his fucking walls yeah some plumber that was working on a toilet there that found like a bunch of cash or checks or something that was in the freaking walls yeah it's I mean, fucking crazy i i don't know i mean that guy i mean i don't know if he's some sort of like laundering money or, or what i mean embezzling laundering i don't know what he's doing but who i mean honestly have it's, you seen the size of his estate? Of, yeah, of huge. course he's laundering money. <laughs> allegedly. I mean, who, who does it? Allegedly, exactly. Who, I mean, unless you're up to nefarious reasons, I mean, something going on, nefarious, why would you be storing money in the walls? Yeah. I mean, honestly, even if you're scared of the banks, I mean, in all of that system, why would you? Yeah, something's going on there. Yeah, yeah, there's some, there's something shady going on. And and didn't the article also say that like years before there had been like a 600 a reported $600,000 yeah. theft? <laughs> yes. He reported I think back like 6 7 years ago there was like a theft and they lost like 600 I think it was like 600k in a burglary or whatever. <laughs> yeah, let's let's put two and two together here as well. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's out of his fucking mind. Any any of those mega churches, like oh, I, I, I feel like every single one of like the people who go there, it's like, are you all that stupid? Like Joe. Uh, yes, I mean, yes, they yes, are. They of are. Course. <laughs> <laughs> all I, all you have to do and I is look around you and see the world that we live in now, and the answer is going to be yes, they are that stupid. Man, isn't that fucking sad? It is. I mean, it really is. I, 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 I don't have anything good to say about any of those evangelical people that are on TV. I mean, making I me mean, living in whatever his estate costs. I mean, yeah, these multi-million-dollar mansions, and it's like, no, and, and you're a man of God, like, like no minister, no pastor, no whatever should be living in a multi-million-dollar estate. And probably more than one estate, many cars. I mean, all of that stuff. 
I mean, and you are a man of God. Yeah, I don't think so. There's that loony Kenneth Copeland guy. Have you seen that that <laughs> video of him, like with the reporter, like basically him saying why he needs to buy a private jet, and he's saying something along the lines of he can't be in these metal tubes full of demons. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> and then That's some reporter, like, list. and then some reporter asks him about it, and he like flips out on the reporter. He's like, "I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth," and it's like. You can see the whites all around his eyes because he's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, that dude is that dude is nuts. I mean, just some of the videos I've seen of him, and I actually just pulled it up right now. I'm not not the video, but the the story. And yeah, dang, he claimed that he needed a private jet to avoid demons on commercial flights. <laughs> God, <laughs> see that's it's hilarious and it's sad and. You feel bad for the people, I mean, that are duped by it, but then you don't feel bad for the people duped by it. I mean, it's it's insane. Yeah, I mean, the fool and their money are easily parted, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's just sad when it goes to something like that, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Gosh, especially from people who are, you know, purportedly Christians. who are supposed oh. to be putting, like, the whole love yeah. thy neighbor thing like you're, you're supposed to that's supposed to be pretty high up on your list and it just doesn't feel like that with so many of them no no love thy neighbor if they have over a million dollars yeah, <laughs> yeah love, but, love thy neighbor if they're not asking you to like wear a cloth mask during a pandemic oh god uh, i don't even want to get started on that man that's <laughs> holy crap i i man i i don't know i now that you said that now i'm kind of but I, I just, I don't know what to say these days in regards to this, this stuff. We're in December uh, of 2021 and this shit's still going on. There's some new fucking variant that's out now that sounds like it's named after a Transformer villain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Omicron or whatever, but, um. <laughs> Who is naming these things? Well, they're going down the Greek alphabet. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, that's yeah, frightening that yeah. they're up to O yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. They're going down the Greek alphabet. They skipped something i can't remember which one they skipped but they did skip one letter um but man like you said this is december of 2021 all this shit i think started happening around february march of 2019 i mean here in a couple months it's gonna be two full years and people are still not getting it we're still dealing with this and people just don't get it i don't i don't know i it makes my it, it makes me just shake my head. It makes me fear for the future. Absolutely, fear the for the stu- future. Stupidity of people. I mean, and just seeing how some of these people act. And hey, wear a mask. Oh no, I got freedom. I can't do that. No, it, 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 I, dude, you're in a novel virus pandemic. A novel virus emerged. It took over the world. It let me just just spread it's hospital it's infecting millions of people hospitalizing millions of people killing hundreds of thousands to millions of people wear a goddamn mask i mean really get your i mean just do what you need to do for the public health side of things i mean i i just don't i don't get it and i probably will never get it but yeah i'll, not- I'll never get it either dude it's yeah, I, 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 
just uh, the good example. I um, uh, the school board here um, in in my district where where I live here in Indiana, and the there's a lot going on, of course, with parents and school boards these days. And <laughs> I there have been some really raucous meetings here. And there were like a couple of school board members that were being followed out to their cars, being threatened, Yikes. all because of this whole mask stuff and like mask mandates. And then, of course, there's other things going on regarding like critical race theory that people seem to think is being taught in schools and 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 all of that. But that's a total straw man, too. That's not even is. a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing, people. It is not a thing. And <laughs> I, I, the, the way I combat that, because people just throw it out there, like, because they've heard it somewhere. They've heard the term. It's become a really kind of a, a nasty term. It's been, it's, it's now got terrible negative connotations. And, um, I always, when someone brings that up, I always say, okay, can you define critical race theory or CRT? And if you can, please do that. And then give me specific examples of how that's being taught in a school at K through 12 school or whatever it might be. And, and no one can give you a, a, a accurate definition and specific examples. No, and of course not. Because that's it's, all you need. Yeah. All it is, is just a, it's just a rallying cry. It's just a dog whistle for, for, you know, to just get a base of a certain people barking. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you hear CRT, you hear, uh, SEL, social emotional learning. I mean, those are all, I mean, like you said, dog whistles. I mean, they just get people going. Um, but back to the mask thing for a second. I, I even, two, we had two school board members step down or resign because parents were acting so terrible at meetings because of these mask mandates. They would show up to the meeting and then they would refuse to wear masks, which was mandated in the school. Everybody was wearing masks, and there's su certain subset of parents would refuse to wear masks and start yelling and and not being very nice, and so they had to shut down one of the meetings like two minutes into it, and two unbelievable, yeah, two board members resigned, and so they had open positions, um, and all because parents can't behave in a novel virus pandemic, and I can't get over that. Well, the the most ironic part about it is, is that having mask mandates, it, it will work to lower these infection rates. Meaning if your kid is in school all day and they're wearing a mask all day and all the other classmates are wearing masks all day, they're now in a safer environment. And these parents are vehemently arguing for their kids to be in a less safe environment because in some twisted way of thinking, they feel like it's a violation of freedoms <laughs> to just wear a, a cloth mask over your face to stop the transmission of a virus. It's fucking weird, dude. I, it, of all the fucking things to turn into a political issue. I mean, yeah. th this one's just unthinkable. Yeah. I mean, turning public health into a political issue. I mean, it's it's the general health of the public. It's it's the spread of disease, stopping or minimizing the, the spread of disease and and certain other things. It's just, it's bewildering when people, as you said, I mean, you are lobbying against a safer environment. And people are always like, well, masks aren't 
no one's saying they're 100% effective. I mean, no one in their right mind is going to say that. Uh, but they are a tool to be used in the trying to minimize the spread of a virus. And it is a tool to use. It's a harm reduction tool. And you are trying to minimize the spread. You're not trying to completely stop it because you're not going to completely stop it. You're trying to minimize it as much as possible. And a mask helps. How much? I don't know. But it helps. And along with social distancing, along with all the other things that go along with that. And I just, as you said, they're arguing for an environment that's much more unsafe than what um, really should be. I mean, it's just common sense to me. Again, common sense isn't so common, I guess, these days. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's being demonstrated to just a ridiculously high level in this country. Yeah. The, yeah that's these sure. days. And uh, it's, it's just really, really sad. I, especially, you know, like, like, like we both got boys that are right around the same age. Like, I really want worry about what sort of world they're, they're going to be in once they're adults. Oh yeah. That's, that is something to think about. Yeah. I, I, I can't even fathom what it's going to be in, in 10 years. Uh, my kids 12 just turned 12. Um, I'm, I believe your kids are roughly, I mean, around that same age. Um, mm -hmm. they, I mean, 10 years, I mean, they are, I mean, in their twenties, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, what, what's going to happen? I mean, what's, what's going to happen? I mean, from I mean, a societal aspect, from, I mean, a behavioral aspect of people out and about, I mean, it, it's just crazy how things, and I hate to be the old man here yelling about get off my lawn <laughs> and, and. Uh, in, in how the world was better back then, because no, it wasn't better back whenever it's definitely not better um, in, in certain aspects, other aspects it might've been, but I just, things are changing pretty rapidly and it's, it's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. That's for sure. And it makes you think, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a wild fucking world. <laughs> <laughs> it, and like, really it's like, what a double-edged sword, this this ability to, you know, reach out through the internet and connect with people all over the world. And, man, it, it just, it really is a double-edged sword. It it always makes me think of that, that story of the Tower of Babel and how God looked at it and was like, oh, wait, everybody in the world can talk to each other? No, this is a bad idea. And he wiped <laughs> that shit out. <laughs> Did that quick. It's like, is this is this history repeating itself? Oh, yes. Is that is. really what the pyramids were? They were really big Wi-Fi antennas. <laughs> I never thought about that. I know. I don't think I've heard that that theory bandied about. <laughs> well, we could spread that. This is my I'm ancient sure world theory. <laughs> the ancient Egyptians had like fucking 10G. 10G. <laughs> nice. But then, you know, apparently the, the dumb people out fucked the smart people. And and so we're seeing that history repeat itself now, too. Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> yes. Uh, unfortunately, yes. I I will ascribe to that theory 100%. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's wild. I mean, I, 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 I hope, I don't know. I'm, I'm ever optimistic. And so I, I, I'd like to think that, that, 
overall people will get their shit together and 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 you know it, it 10 years from now it, it will be okay and it won't be noticeably worse i i hope i i'm gonna be right there with you because <laughs> i don't know if i can be negative for the next 10 15 years no. <laughs> it's, it's gonna kill someone i mean it's, i will either blow up in anger or i will just like die sad i mean it'll be horrible over the next 10 years of that. I mean, just things were to continue like they are. Um, it, it's, I don't even know how you describe it other than you already said the word. It's a wild world out there. I mean, it is just wild. I mean, yeah, you, you just kind of got to hope that okay, as bad as things get, it's not going to get so bad that, you know, it completely boils over the top. And yes, I mean, because, God, of, of all the fucking ways that that we could go out that are absolutely outside of our control, like the one thing that's within our control, like how we treat each other and and how how, you know, nations interact with each other and all this shit. It feels like those are the things that are within our control. And and it's sad that those are the things that we're absolutely failing on, because there's not much we can do if some big giant fucking rock, you know, comes from the sun or, you know, from behind the sun, so NASA doesn't really see it coming, and before you know it, it's here, and it's a world-ending event. There's That's outside of our control. That's nothing, yes. there, you can't put, you can't hang that on humans. But but if people fuck up and cause, like, a nuclear winter or something like that, that's absolutely something you gotta hang on our heads. And the planet yeah. will be just fine. On a long enough time scale, it'll forget we're ever even fucking here. <laughs> but, you know, this is the only thing that we've got right now, and it's like, Quit fucking fighting over it so much. Let's realize. Let, let me pull out the guitar here and we play some fucking kumbaya real quick. But it's like I wish people would just fucking get along. You know? Oh, yes. Because you got to yes. think, no matter what side of any spectrum you're on, there are shared human experiences that every single person has. You know? Yes, for sure. And 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 if people could just remember that, it's like, yeah, sure, they've got some ideas that are really fucking suck. <laughs> But there's also plenty of things about them that I bet they have the exact same experiences that that you've had or, you know, something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all share. It's a shared human experience to some sort. I mean, some degree. Um, Yeah. We've got to have some something to get. I mean, some sort of shared experience. Yeah. Because if we we don't, I don't know. (laughs) I just keep bouncing back to that. (laughs) If we don't. I don't know what's going to happen. I just don't know. <laughs> 10 years. That means the MCU would be in what? Maybe like phase oh, seven. <laughs> I would say, yeah, maybe tail end of six into seven. Right. <laughs> maybe tail end of six. What kind of storyline is Kevin Feige we dreaming up then? Because <laughs> I suppose as long as I still got the MCU to looking for, you are looking forward to, at least they're distracting me. Yes, yes. I can be distracted quite easily. Especially with and a good story or two. <laughs> yes. Good good writing, good writing, good good script. It'll keep me entertained for decades. <laughs> How have you been liking Phase 4 so far? It's different. I mean, it's... I, I'm, I'm excited about the next couple of, of events. And uh, specifically just opening up the multiverse... I mean, kind of, and what they can do with that and what they seem to be doing with it and what they can do and possible character introductions and, and all sorts of stuff. So, 
I mean, you've got King out there. You've got um, all this stuff going on um, that's going to happen in Spidey with the the kind of the the worst kept secret in the world. I mean, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're less yeah. than two weeks away from now. Can you believe? Yeah, that? I can't wait. I my kid's getting really excited, and we have he same. We've been yeah, we've been going back to the theater. I mean, we've been going to the theater since really i mean the tail i mean probably june of, of this year is when we really started going back and um a we we see movies pretty regularly but this one seems to be kind of like the most most i'm looking forward to it the most with the spider-man uh, no way home uh film and it i just can't wait to see how they pull this off uh, and agreed then, and how how this is going to lead into Doctor Strange movie, how all of that is going to involve I mean Loki and Kang and, and and all of that. I mean how that Wanda's gonna fit into this and I just it, it, it's exciting for a whole different way. Because I don't know a lot I mean, I don't know a lot about a lot of characters, but I don't know I hardly know anything about some of these characters that we're talking now. I mean like Shang Chi I had no, I had no nothing, no knowledge of, of Shang Chi. I, I mean, Kang. I really, I mean, I'm not huge, huge into comics, so I don't really know a lot. I know who they are, but I don't know. I mean, I've never read a lot of the stuff. So, I mean, and where we're going with the multiverse and and then the whole Doctor Strange stories, and I, I not so experienced with that, so it kind of I don't really know, but. I'm looking so forward to it. And like I said, it was different than the earlier phases because now we're earlier phases were in more often than not in some of the, most of the grounded heroes and, and um, big fan of cat, big fan of Hulk and I mean those characters, but um, it's just, this is taking a different direction and I cannot wait for Spidey, Dr. Strange. Um, and how are these going to fit into the world and i mean how are the guardians going to fit into this and because volume three will eventually be coming up and i just can't wait cannot wait oh yeah volume three guardians and then thor love and thunder oh thor love and thunder. i can't wait for that either i i i'm one of those people that i like the first thor movie same i think thor 2 is i mean on the lower end of of i mean mcu movies but I still find it enjoyable. I, I've rewatched that more than several other movies that I, in the MCU. Um, and then, of course, Ragnarok ha- absolutely adored that. And yeah, then, that's top tier. Yeah, that's... I, I mean, Taika Waititi, he's just... I don't know. I, he's he, he's he's good at what he does. <laughs> and I, I, I... But I just can't... I mean, with Thor... I, I think Chris Hemsworth just does a tremendous job as him. I mean, bringing, I mean, he's got his wit. He's got, I mean, um, he, he looks, I mean, he looks the part, obviously. <laughs> and who wouldn't want to look like that guy? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, damn. Good looking guy right there. Um, but I, I just, he, I mean, he plays it so well. And I, I really do enjoy um, some of the, those characters a lot. And, I just don't know a lot about the the newer phase characters, but I'm can't wait to learn more here coming up soon. 
Yeah, I'm super excited for him. Like I had read I had read Shang-Chi in like a couple of like event books. And and each time it was like, oh, who's this guy? Okay, seems to be Kung Fu fighter guy. <laughs> you know, but like you, you didn't really get much of his character or anything. And so really my my first big exposure to the character was in the movie. And uh, man, it did such a good job. Like I've watched that. I don't know, I've kind of lost track of the amount of times I've watched it now that it's out on Disney plus and it's it still, it, it really holds up for me. It is one of my absolute top level, like MCU, like origin films. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. It, it, that's up there. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's top tier in my, my list as well. I mean, Shang-Chi is, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful story. I mean, characters in it are great. It, wonderfully written. I think the, the effects on the screen and, and some of some of the things, the events that are going on in that film, man, I, I've watched it probably, I mean, probably only seen it about 10 times now. And I think, I think <laughs> only. about, yeah, only, but I think four of those were in the theater. So <laughs> went and saw that a few times. Well, that's impressive. Four viewings in the theater. Yeah. It's, and I, it's, I, it's, I don't think you can replace that theater experience. I mean, people, if you can go to the theater, if you think, if you can feel safe doing so, I mean, obviously, again, we've just talked about we're in a virus pandemic, but if you feel comfortable, go to the theater. If you don't watch what you can at home. But I just think that theater, I mean, the theater experience um, on some of these big movies, some of the Marvel, I mean, movies, even a Shang-Chi is, is so kind of rewarding. I mean, just being there with other people who are excited about the film and want to see what they're, I mean, what you're going to see on the screen is, is what they want to see. And I, it's hard to replace that with, Hey, I got a cool TV and a good sound system, but I'm here by myself or I'm here with the kid or whatever it is with one other person. And you're not that shared experience again. You I mean, it's not a shared as being in the theater with maybe 10, 15, maybe 100, 150 people. Who knows whatever theater you're at. So, uh, but no, I, I, I can't wait to see what's coming up. And it's, I, I think about this a lot. I mean, just what a wonderful kind of time we we've talked about some of the stupid stuff going on but what kind of a wonderful time we find ourselves in too with movies like this um with um you have your huge tentpole movies but then you have all of the other smaller characters but what they've been able to do from 2000 when iron man came out 2008 to nine yeah um over uh, however many movies there have been now i mean we've got to get getting close to 30 movies it's so much content yeah, and series and what they've been able to pull off. Some of it has worked better than other. I mean, sometimes it's been better than other times, but what they've been able to do over 25, 28 movies, whatever it has been, and then kind of just the how everything's interconnected. I mean, that is such a feat. It's so crazy that they've been able to do that. Um, but. And I, I hope it continues to work because we've never really seen anything like this occur. And I don't know if you'll ever see anything else like this again regarding something like the MCU. 
um, because I DC is not doing it. Obviously, <laughs> no. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I you know probably better than me. Um, why can't DC get their shit in order? I think they just don't have an architect for it the way that Marvel Studios does with Kevin Feige. But why why can't they find that person? It's a very good question. I I don't know if if the power structure at at Warner Brothers just doesn't allow for that or or what the deal is. But I mean, all in all like DC has more recognizable characters in the Justice League oh. and, and the fact oh, that yeah. they haven't been able to pull that off is it's a huge miss especially for as long as the mcu has been successful and it's like i'm not saying that there's no good dc movies because there are a handful of them but man mm-hmm. there's a handful of them in there that really suck too and, <laughs> and they they just they they weren't able to get this connected universe the way that the mcu did and there's no reason that that they they shouldn't have. I mean, I don't know if from the start with them having Zack Snyder there and him trying to take it so dark, if it was purposely trying to, oh, we're, this is how we're going to set ourselves apart from what the MCU is doing. But it's like, quite honestly, it's like, dude, it's all comic books. And, and, and if they've cracked a code for what works for comic book movies, making them popular on a large scale, fucking just copy what they're doing. <laughs> I mean, look at TikTok. The entire success of TikTok is because of the natural human instinct of monkey see, monkey want to do. <laughs> True. I mean, holy shit, Warner Brothers, just fucking copy what they're doing. And and now it's like been going on so long that it's just embarrassing. It, it really is embarrassing. Like you said, I mean, I mean, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash. I mean, some you go anywhere you I mean someone is you go anywhere with a shirt i mean a wonder woman shirt superman shirt batman shirt flash symbol shirt people are going to recognize those yeah we and haven't had just, a standalone superman movie since man of steel what the fuck see and the like, I, he's got to be the most recognizable superhero yes. and, and you they do nothing with him it's like why and, and i loved man of steel by the way i really I, liked it too it's it's one of it's one it's Honestly, it's probably my favorite DC movie in that DCEU or whatever they called it at one time. Um, I, it's probably my favorite film. And it, it's just sad that, I mean, Henry Cavill is, to me, he's a perfect Superman. Oh, yeah. I think he does extremely good job with it. I mean, he's really good. I mean, you're not, you're not going to ever get another Christopher Reeve. I mean, that that's, but... I think he did a great, I mean, Henry Cavill's great. And when'd that come out? Like you said, 13? Oh, I'm terrible at I that game. I think it's 13. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a travesty that, I, I know, and how many Batman movies have we seen over the last 20 years? Oh, so many. <laughs> I I don't, I, I know people love Batman. I just don't get the fascination with Batman, but... <laughs> I mean, he's a rich dude who <laughs> is indispensable income. He's got mental issues and he, I mean, can fight. I mean, he, martial arts, I mean, trained in whatever, trained in so many things or whatever. But I just don't, I don't get the fascination with him. I really don't. But that's just me. 
Yeah, Man of Steel was 13, by the way. I just looked that up. Hey, you pegged it then. <laughs> it just it it just it baffles me that they can't I mean stick with your big guns. Oh, it's a massive failure that we've gone that long without another Superman movie when he's like one of the most recognizable superheroes. And yeah, I don't know. WB makes weird choices, man. We got two Wonder Woman movies, which are cool, but Wonder Woman 84 is one of the worst comic book movies I've ever seen. (laughs) It's so terrible. It was bad. I I hate the, I mean, I love talking positive about movies, but I hate the rag on movies, but man, that was not a good film. I, I, don't get what I mean. Again, there you go. How do you fuck up Wonder Woman? I mean, how do you do that? You have Gal Gadot playing her. How do you mess that up so bad? And they did. But I mean, I we got two Suicide Squad movies. We got a half-assed Justice League movie, and then Zack Snyder coming back to do his full thing, and. What we're getting two Aquaman movies now. We've gonna we're gonna have the second one soon. We're gonna have the a Flash movie. We're gonna have, I mean, a damn Black Adam movie. I mean, who's calling for Black Adam? The Rock. Yeah, besides The Rock. I mean, and, who, and because The Rock is calling for it, it, it makes execs at WB makes them yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. It'll <laughs> it'll make money. That, there's no doubt. Um, yeah, but just because he's. Who, <laughs> how does? I I also I mean with a character like Black Adam, um, who. I, I can't imagine there's a huge fan base for that, for that specific character. No, I, I and, feel like Black Adam is like the, the only comic book that The Rock has ever read. And so he's just like, <laughs> I want to be this guy. And it's like, but why? Out of all it, the DC characters you want to be like, you're going to pick that guy that almost nobody knows about. He's pretty much a villain. But now because mm-hmm. The Rock's going to play him, they're going to fucking retcon it. And like they're really, going to turn it. Yep. He's really lean face. into the anti-hero thing. And yeah. I, I mean, it's like, just weird. did Rock, did The Rock, did Dwayne Johnson go up to Warner Brothers and, and essentially pitch the movie? Oh, he had to have. I mean, that's I don't know who else would have said, okay, we we're we're greenlighting a Black Adam movie, and we can't even get a, a, a second Superman based movie in the DCEU. I mean, I mean, we're getting a second Shazam movie too, which I love the first one, but we're getting a second Shazam before a, su- a second Superman movie. <laughs> it's mind blowing. Yes, I don't get it. I mean, DC, get your shit together. I, Warner Brothers, whoever, get your shit together because it, it, it's 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 so bad now that I mean, it's just laughable. I mean, and it, it's what's what makes me sad is there's so many good stories that could be told on the big screen. When you have the characters, you have the the storylines, you have the actors. And there's so many good storylines that you could tell and things you could do, and you just don't do it. I mean, if if I was to do that at my job, I'd be fired immediately if I fucked up that many times. (laughs) I mean, like, my job would be taken away from me. And it's almost like DC... I don't know. Someone could take away DC from Warner Brothers or something. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But man, it's like someone needs to go in there, kick Warner Brothers in the nuts or something, and just run off with DC. It's, <laughs> it's. I just don't get it. I, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's kind of like with like you know X Men and Fantastic Four reverting over to the MCU. Like now, it's time for okay, let's let let let's see what you guys do with it now because obviously Fox. 
had some real, I don't know if they had any hits with Fantastic Four. They had a couple movies that were serviceable and one that was absolutely atrocious. The best thing that come out of the Fantastic Four is Chris Evans. Oh, and his, yeah. And his, because it was so bad that he had, he was now able to be Cap later on because there was no more Fantastic Four movies because it was so terrible. His, um, that was his Johnny best. Storm was fun, though. Yeah, oh, no, I, I yeah, I, I, in that first Fantastic Four movie, and he, there's that skiing scene, and he ends up, like, down like, in the crashing. snow hole. Yeah, down in the snow hole, and he's, he's all, he's burned his clothes off, of course, or whatever, and he's just sitting in the hole, and having, they're having a party. It's fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was the best thing to come out of that. That's, I, in my opinion, nothing else was good out of that. Yeah, and, and then their X-Men movies were so hit or miss. You know, it's like the hits hit so hard and the misses missed so wide. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and the misses, I mean, you do the whole Dark Phoenix thing. You do it. You get two chances at it and you fuck it up both times. Both times. What are I the mean, chances of that? <laughs> <laughs> both of their Dark Phoenix movies fucking sucked. They were horrible. And I mean, I, I just don't get, I mean, I'm not a writer. I don't know. I don't know what goes into writing this stuff. I don't know what goes into forming a coherent movie, but I just don't get how these huge, huge, I mean, movie production companies screw this up time and time and time again. And then, but people continue to flock to those movies hoping one day that they're going to find a good one, I think. Well, yeah, and that's what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a loyal fan base that all many of them want is to just see this character that they've loved on the page for, you know, maybe significant portions of their life. They just want to see a good representation of it up on the big screen. When it doesn't happen, man, it's a real bummer. <laughs> Especially when it misses really wide because then you, you might never fucking see it again, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, Superman. I don't know. If, I don't know when's next time we're actually going to see him on the big screen. I mean, I don't know. God, it'd, it'd really make a lot of sense for him to be in like a Black Adam movie or one of the Shazam movies. That would be cool. You know, just because the the level of threat that those characters can deal with—that's like Superman level shit. Oh, and it would yeah. make sense for him to be there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, who not... knows if if WB will get its shit together enough to actually have. You know, I mean, because like the little cameo of Superman we got at the end of of the, oh. the, the, the first Shazam movie was almost kind of a joke. Oh, that that. Yeah, that was. I mean, why even put that in the film? I mean, if you're filming them from the, essentially the neck down, it's not even Henry Cavill. It's I mean, it's a dumb scene. I, I mean, why even? I mean, I know it's the timing to give someone give a fan base something or to tease something possibly in the future. But you know, I mean, it's not happening. So it didn't, nothing else happened after that. And I I don't have faith that we're going to get another Superman movie. I mean, or probably not in the next 10 years. So, which would be wild if that actually happens. God, and, and, and I guess I don't near. really know what, I don't really know who is, you know, around in the WB power structure versus... You know, back when, like, say, Joss Whedon's Justice League was released. Mm -hmm. Dude, that 
<laughs> that Superman clip at the beginning of that movie with his mouth oh CGI'd on there is one of the worst things that I've ever seen. And yeah. Like, every once in a while, I'll look it up on YouTube just to have a really good laugh and be like, <laughs> like there was a, a like a, a room of like really high paid people who like okayed that shit. And, yeah. And put it up on the big screen for us to all see. And it's like, wow. It, 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 it goes back to the whole you just shake your head at mean people that means like that they greenlit that scene they let it go and they put it in the movie i mean the final product and <laughs> final it's product. become the laughing stock thing of the last 10 15 years i mean it's i mean i mean seeing i mean having cavill's mustache disappear in the movie because they cgi'd it horribly i mean it, i don't <laughs> again if if you if i if anybody well, except for WB Brass and 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 I mean, whoever's up in DC, um, if we failed as much as our jobs that some of those people have done, we wouldn't have a job. Yeah, right. There would be some sort of review process. They would put together a personal improvement plan. Oh God, personal improvement plans. <laughs> Which basically just says, like, in thirty days you're going to be fired. So. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, man. So so with with all this, you know, kind of crazy lockdown shit and everything we went through, um, like how much did that impact uh, your career as a forensic toxicologist, like with the different uh, court appearances and stuff that you were used to making? Oh, um, yeah, it's changed dramatically. <laughs> um, I mean, just on a like a basic work day and like first um, I used to, I used to be five days in the lab Monday through Friday and then traveling for court if necessary. And it was pretty constant going, I mean, across the United States and things for, for court testimony. And now I work from home three days a week. I'm in the lab, maybe two days at, at most in the lab, sometimes one day, sometimes no days. And court testimony has pretty much dried up in terms of, actual in peer in-person appearances i've so when the last time we talked was the i mean beginning of 19 i think was it nine? yeah it was 19 it was a couple years ago and um i have appeared in court person like specifically in court um three times wow and i've done Many, many, th well, many courts have moved to like remote, like virtual Zoom or Skype or their version or their electronic um, virtual software version specifically for a court or whatever. Um, but oh, yeah, that's what brought us the lawyer cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always afraid of doing that, too. <laughs> I will. I will. Like I'll like log on earlier in the day if I know I'm doing so like a, have a, a deposition or court appearance or whatever. And it's virtual. I'll log on earlier in the day, make sure everything is 100 percent correct because it shouldn't have changed because I never change it. And and then I'll go back again and I'll do it like three or four times throughout the day because I I think, well, maybe I did miss something. Maybe I did miss something. And <laughs> maybe I 
accidentally enable the, the specific filter or whatever like that cat and <laughs> I, that was crazy I, I was, i'm here i'm here i'm here judge i'm not a cat <laughs> i don't see that's fucking beautiful. i don't know i don't know about you but i would i think th- that's kind of a double-edged thing too i would love to be known as the guy that did that that showed up in court virtually and had a cat filter on <laughs> that would be fucking awesome but on the other side, I would hate because you're the guy who showed up in virtual court as the cat filter. I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. That's going to follow you for the rest of your life. So hopefully you have a positive attitude about this. <laughs> Shit. Enjoy your infamy that you didn't ask for. <laughs> because that, I, I honestly I mean, in meme culture and everything that we, we live in, I mean, everything's meme, everything's something funny, everything's TikTok. Um, it, I kind of wonder how long some of these things will follow people like the cat filter guy or I mean whatever it is the, the meme of the day the meme of the month um, how long some of these people will actually get recognized if they'll even get recognized in real life and how, I mean, how long that we'll actually be talking about these people and is it going to be a year? Is it gonna? Are they infamous enough that they're gonna t- stick around for the next decade? Oh, and dude! Truly gonna... becoming a meme has got to be one of the worst things ever. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna be ten years down the line. Start cast episode two thousand twenty-four, <laughs> and you're gonna make some reference to the cat filter guy. I mean, and yeah, if, he could. I mean, I mean, things like that. I think about all the time. Of hey, how? What's this gonna? I mean, in ten years, are we gonna be? What are we gonna be doing? I mean. Are we going to be referencing the same things we do now? I mean, am I still going to love 90s music? Am I going to reference that all the time? I mean, am I going to still think that's like the best decade of music ever? I mean, those sorts of things. I I, I always think, hey, what what are we going to do in those 10 years? I mean, how, how, is this, how is the internet affecting us? I mean, I always go back to John Krasinski when I think of like, you don't want to be a meme. Because <laughs> I never watched The Office. I just wasn't able to get into it. And so for the longest time, John John Krasinski, he was just this meme. And, and it wasn't even a flattering picture. It was kind of a dopey fucking picture of him. So in my mind, John Krasinski wasn't a human being any longer. He was that dopey fuck from The Office meme that I see on <laughs> Facebook all the time. And now all of a sudden, he's on my Amazon Prime and he thinks he's a fucking spy. I wasn't buying it. I was like, that's the guy from the fucking meme. Yes, that and, is. And then I read some really touching quote about him talking about Emily Blunt and and like how he looks at her and stuff. And then he became a human to me. And then I was like, all right, you're okay. You can be that spy. <laughs> I heard The Quiet Place is really good. Well done, dude. But but for uh, you've a while... Never watched, you've never watched Quiet Place? Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones that's on my list that makes people say that. Uh, <laughs> I... That first movie, I mean, I think so, so good. I, I mean, the second movie is all right, but I thought the first movie was much more well done. And um, it, I'm just, that was the weirdest movie experience like in theater I've ever had. Because the first was, one or the second one? The first one. It was so quiet. I mean, the movie's so quiet. I mean, there's hardly any talking. And the, I mean, it's just dead quiet. You can hear a pin drop. And this was back when it, I mean, it was a full theater. I mean, it was, I don't think there probably wasn't an empty seat in the theater and you have all of these pi- people just staying 
dead silent. They, I mean, they want to, I mean, they don't want to be the person I think to, to be crunching their popcorn or <laughs> peanut, peanut M&Ms or whatever, or I, it was, it was the weirdest, weirdest experience just being there and everybody being dead silent. <laughs> Imagine some obnoxious person at the front. These motherfuckers sure are quiet. <laughs> just loudly chewing on like <laughs> fucking gumdrops or something you can't eat quietly. Slurping their Mountain Dew or whatever. <laughs> just fucking ruining people's theater experience. <laughs> Damn. That's the sort of shit I do not miss. Oh, God, no. I, don't, I don't remember what it was. It was one of the movies I saw fairly recently. The two people in front of me, they lost something halfway through the movie and decided it was time to turn the flashlights on on their phone and, like, form a search party and look all around their seats for it. Oh, God. Again, lack of common sense. Uh, and common I, sense. I just wanted to be like, hey, how about you just wait till the credits are rolling and then you look? Like, it, unless you dropped, like, a fucking gremlin or something like that and it's going to take <laughs> off and get something to eat after 10 like come on yeah i uh, that's the bad thing about theaters <laughs> i mean the great thing about theaters hey you got a big screen you got nice sound you got popcorn and you have a shared theater experience but again the shared theater experience can be <laughs> yeah. the bad thing as well <laughs> I mean, people sure are can. just so goddamn messy too oh I mean, yeah people are so disrespectful to public places it's just sad i don't i don't I mean I don't get it. I don't get uh, walking into a, an establishment. It's not your place. You don't own that place. And um, just like trashing, just leaving trash around and spilling popcorn and drinks and sticky floors and and just leaving your trash behind. I mean, I don't personally get that. I <laughs> I don't know where people have gone, but... I sometimes think if people treat a public place like that, I I kind of wonder what their home looks like. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, if you're treating something that doesn't own you don't own like that, I mean, it should be respected. It's not your place. You don't own this place. I mean, what are you doing with the stuff you own? But I don't know. I <laughs> people are so inconsiderate. Oh, dude, that is, <laughs> yeah, that, that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's it's so easy to be kind too. It's so oh, easy. Oh, I always just... say kindness costs nothing. Exactly. I yeah, just it, it costs you absolutely nothing to just be nice to somebody. Yeah, I mean it's it's easy. It takes more effort to to do something evil do something mean be angry about whatever and and just do something that way do something negative then be kind spread positivity whatever it is it's so much easier to do that and then it takes effort i think to be evil <laughs> oh, oh yeah well and that's what i always say like when when people like are shitty online it, like if somebody writes a shitty comment and it's like that comment didn't just float out of your mind onto there like you had to like utilize your thumbs and actually <laughs> type that out and then hit send. Yeah. And then hit the, actually click the send button. I mean, you made a rational thought to type it all that out and then a separate thought to hit the button. I mean, that's multiple thoughts there God. and you're being a shitty person. I'll tell you what, on Thanksgiving, you made a post about deviled eggs and I said something about them being edible farts. I still feel guilty about that. 
I was like, he was just trying to celebrate his love of eggs. <laughs> and you fucking step in there and just shit all over that. I, I read that to my son and he laughed like crazy. <laughs> and, I mean, it's you know funny, but I didn't want to bum me out. I genuinely you know felt guilty after it. <laughs> how I many did you have? I ate 12 deviled eggs that day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ate like four the next day. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. And it, it does that to you. I mean, <laughs> it, it, but it was so worth it. Some about the smell of hard boiled eggs. I can't do like, but I love eggs. Otherwise, like fucking poached egg, fried egg, sunny side up egg, scrambled eggs. I'll eat them on fucking toast. I'll put them in a tortilla. <laughs> I fucking love eggs, man. But as soon as you hard boil that thing, and you try and serve it to me cold. I'm like, get the fuck away from me with that thing. <laughs> I don't like the way it smells. It's, it's disturbing that you're eating a cold egg. <laughs> I've had what I like to do. I know like people like sprinkle stuff, paprika or might, might be whatever. I, I love hot peppers and I sprinkle a little habanero pepper on them. Oh, jeez. Oh man. Just a tiny bit. Not a lot. Cause I mean, you can go overboard and, but just a little bit. It gives a spicy egg. It's excellent. Spicy cold egg. Yeah, I'm with you on spicy eggs though. For, <laughs> I went through a sriracha phase where I was putting sriracha on my scrambled eggs. Oh, yeah, I do that. I love sriracha. I love hot sauce, man. Yeah, I was putting that on there. I was putting it on mac and cheese and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what we do. <laughs> I, I grow a lot of peppers in the, in the spring and in summer. And uh, <laughs> I, we, we make, between me and my father-in-law, I mean, we grow a lot of reapers, Carolina reapers and ghost peppers and, and scorpions. And then regular, I mean, anything from bell to cayenne jalapeno up to habanero stuff too but we make so much pepper powder throughout the throughout the late summer into the fall that i mean we i use that stuff on everything i mean i literally put pepper powder on pretty much any food and i am only about three-fourths of the way through um last year's supply (laughs) And it's, that's crazy. And I use so much, but I, I, I just, I, I just use that. I mean, and it's long story short, it, it's a good pepper powder is good, much like paprika and how that's made, but pepper powder, a little bit of habanero pepper powder on deviled eggs, man, chef's kiss right there. I'm living, I'm living large. So how do you make that, that powder? Oh, um, just dehydrate peppers and stick them i've got a dehydrator out in the garage and um pick them dehydrate them. i'll cut them up you mean de-seed them if you want to you don't have to and dehydrate them and it takes uh me probably eight nine hours to dry a load of uh reapers or, or something like that a habanero type shape pepper um but it after after it's done dehydrating and then just grind it up in some sort of grinder and pulverize it and if you have a mortar and pestle it works really well and um divvy it all up and then basically never really have to grow peppers again after a year or two it seems wow (laughs) i know the pictures of your garden you put online are always really impressive like where did this like love of peppers and like growing them start 
Oh, God. I mean, it was, I've only been doing this for about 10 years, I think. And I just kind of got into it. I said, I'll, I'll grow, um, I'll grow maybe a jalapeno, um, maybe a habanero. And then it just kind of expanded from there. Love hot, spicy stuff. Um, and then I, uh, I kind of expanded and expanded more and expanded more. And, and, and now we've got, I mean, our backyard is pretty much full of garden beds. <laughs> nice. And so I had probably a good 40 pepper plants this year and <laughs> between the different varieties and grew cucumbers and onions and all that nice stuff as well. But vast majority of that stuff was, was peppers like chili peppers. So what's the hottest pepper you grow? Uh, Carolina Reapers. Okay, uh, we so do where does that like rank like on the scale of like hottest peppers then? That is the world's hottest pepper currently. <laughs> so you still. are growing the world's hottest yes. pepper in your bag. Currently <laughs> certified by the Guinness Book of World Records, the Reaper is still the number one hottest pepper in the world. And the Trinidad Scorpions are two, and Ghost Peppers are three still. Wow. Um, there are supposedly some other... Um, kind of hybrids that are possibly hotter than a um, Carolina Reaper, but they haven't been tested officially by Guinness Book of World Records. Wow. What what sort of protective gear do you wear when you mess with the... <laughs> 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 that is... That's a great question because uh, I've learned slowly or quickly, I guess I should say, through the years. That <laughs> I, say, I bet you learned that lesson quickly, right? <laughs> you, anybody that has ever grown hot peppers learns that quick. Um, number one, if you are cutting up peppers that are, I think, I mean, honestly, I would wear them out. I mean, jalapenos are hotter, but if, excuse me, <clears throat> if it is an extremely hot pepper, Wear gloves, wear eye protection, and please, 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 please wash your hands. Even if you've worn gloves, wash them multiple times before you go to the bathroom. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yep, yep. Yeah, before you go to the bathroom, because that is something you learn really quickly, and it's something you don't want to do. You don't want to handle peppers. And then still have some of the oil on your skin. And then you end up handling your junk. And that's all she wrote for probably the next 12 <laughs> to 14 hours of searing, burning pain. <laughs> I mean, it is. That's not fun. I mean, and I didn't even I didn't really do that the first time. There, I mean, I'd make it sound like there was a second time. There wasn't a second time. But <laughs> I I. I I did that and I touched I, I was cutting up this was like the first year I ever grew them and I was stupid. I was like, Oh, I don't need gloves. I mean, I I I've been trained in a forensic lab. I I don't need PPE. Who needs that stuff at home? And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna cut up some um ghost at the time when this originally happened and okay, I'm gonna wash my hands multiple times after this, so I'm gonna be okay. And I then, and so I wash my hands, but I go to scratch my nose like two or three minutes after. And I actually scratch with my, my nostril with my knuckle, my index finger, right knuckle on my right hand. And there was something on that knuckle. 
and I had a burning nose. My right nostril was burning for about four hours, and I couldn't do anything to stop it. I mean, it got enough that I was like, I dumped some milk on my face at that time. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I was standing in the, in, the, in the bathroom, and I was tipping my head back over the tub, and I was had a glass of milk, and I was like pouring it like over my nose and my nostril on my right side. <laughs> it was that bad. So people, I had to put a spoonful of sour cream up my nose or something. <laughs> oh, see, I am happy I'm not the only. See, it's a shared, that's another shared experience. Um, we all have probably have a story regarding this sort of thing. Where, I mean, you if you're if you like peppers like that, you probably do have a story of that first time, or <laughs> even that fourth or fifth time that you thought you had washed your hands properly, and you didn't quite get it enough. Um, I think we've all got that. So again, shared experiences. <laughs> I got fond memories of sitting in a B dubs with like a few beers in me and like halfway into like a like a medium order of the uh, mango habanero wings <laughs> and like just tears streaming down my face and like this dude across the table just shaking his head and I'm like, I like food that hurts me. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> that, I love that mango. I haven't had that it's for a so while. But I love that. Um, for a while there, they were offering, um, it was some sort of scorpion rum sauce and they were serving it with a side of ice cream. <laughs> wow. Cause it was so <laughs> hot. It was, it was, it was, no, and it was extremely hot. I will say it, I tried that and it was hot, but, um, it was good. It had some good flavor to it. So, but they eventually took that away. Yeah, there's so many of them that they do is like just like a limited time. It's kind of been a while since I've been there now. I've been pretty boring just having like regular buff, uh, regular buffalo. Oh, man, you got to experiment. I, my, <laughs> I don't know, I'm favorite... obsessed with buffalo chicken, though. Oh, that sounds like my kid. When we go somewhere, it's always buffalo, boneless buffalo wings or buffalo sauce or whatever. Some sort of if it's if it's at um, uh like Buffalo Wild Wings or something. It would just be the straight, normal Buffalo stuff. It's That's all it is. I'm like, dude, need to step it up a little here. We need <laughs> at least jam and jalapeno or, or it don't, you don't have to go all the way up to mango habanero or, or the, I mean, the blazing stuff, of course. Don't do that. That's just dumb. <laughs> right. But, um, but step it up. We got to go jam and jalapeno or something else. Got to go a little hotter than just Buffalo. <laughs> you're a shanks for god's sakes <laughs> we grow carolina reapers in the backyard <laughs> we, we we grind up the peppers and that's another thing um if you ever do grind up uh dehydrated peppers make sure you have adequate ventilation oh yeah i bet <laughs> you when might I say, fucking good, like get like a full-on like respirator on and shit yeah pretty much that's what you i mean i do it outside now for that reason I'll be like either a table outside or I'll be sitting out there with my grinder and I will do it outside in the backyard because I mean, if you, I could have all the windows open downstairs in the kitchen, fans going, everything going and the back door open and it still is overwhelming. I mean, it's and, and when you inhale some of that pepper powder, oh. <laughs> I mean, I mean you're, you're inhaling that stuff. If you somehow get that, you're, you're coughing. You're, I mean, it gets to the point where, I mean, it's like getting hit with pepper spray or anything. Yeah. You just, 
your 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 eyes are just I mean just water you can't see there's so much burn there um, you're slobbering you're I mean just everything and it's I mean most of what I mean pepper most pepper sprays I mean well of course pepper sprays are based on capsaicin which are from chili pepper and and all that nice stuff but that stuff is very very potent capsaicin. If you want to stick a Carolina Reaper in your eye, that's one thing. But if to get hit with pepper spray, that's a whole other world. I don't even. That's that's a pepper spray is nasty stuff. Yeah, it doesn't look fun. Very <laughs> <laughs> years ago, I got my wife one of those keychain ones, and she carried it, you know, for years and years. And then we were we were at a Mexican restaurant, and so she had her keys sitting on the table, and her brother said something about, "Does that thing even still work?" Oh, no. She's like, well, let me try. And so she just like took it out and like sprayed it under the table. And within seconds, we all started coughing and our eyes were burning. And there was a big, huge group next to us where they'd, you know, push several tables together. So it looked like a big, long banquet table. And then all of a sudden they all start coughing. And this one lady, I'll never forget. She's like, I think I got sauce in my eyes. And we're real quick, just like counting out money for the bill and the tip and just getting the fuck out of there. I'm like, let's go before we get charged with assault. Time to leave. Lesson learned. That stuff comes out fast. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome story right there. I couldn't imagine actually getting hit with it in the face. I mean, it was no. like literally under a table, like shot down by our feet. And like, yeah. oh, wow. That's why I'm a proponent of if you are going to be in a position to be able to have to use that stuff as like a, a, in a profession, I mean, not just, I mean, personally, you probably should do it too, but uh, you're going to have, you need to get hit with pepper spray or you need to be tased or whatever it is. I mean, if you're going to be able to wield those things, you need to feel what it's like to get hit with it. Yeah. I think that's valid. I think a lot of those professions, they make those people do that too. Yeah. And that's, that's the good thing. A lot of them do. Um, but I just, it, it just, I know what it's like to get hit with just like regular pepper powder in a kitchen. I mean, I can't imagine getting hit with, I mean, full on pepper spray or bear mace or, oh, yeah, or, fuck that. or, or any sort of like CS, I mean, any sort of like, like actual like CS or whatever, any sort of gas or whatever. I mean, it just doesn't just doesn't seem like uh, that would be very much fun. And I don't really want to ever experience it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'll pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll keep the pepper to my, just my, my food. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on my pepper. I'll put it on my food and then put that in my face. But <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That is the greatest option. The greatest answer right there. I, and I won't even talk shit on boneless buffalo wings. I'll eat those. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of people who like talk shit on those, like they're angry at them. But it's like it's a piece of chicken. Who cares, man? Let it go. That's 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 like yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, what are you saying? What, they're saying it's a glorified chicken nugget. Yeah. I mean, is that what essentially what their argument is? Uh huh. Okay. It's a tasty chicken nugget. <laughs> I'll call. I'll continue calling them boneless buffalo wings, and I'll continue eating them. You can call it. <laughs> a glorified chicken nugget and that's fine but i'll be 10 pounds heavier and you will just be laughing at me yeah so i mean sometimes i sometimes i want to eat my spicy chicken with like a fork and knife like a civilized person 
I have a big beard. It can be a real mess sometimes eating really oh, like, traditional wings, you know? I, I, I mean, I'm starting to grow beard out. I usually have a longer goatee, but I don't usually have a mustache or anything or like a full beard, but I'm trying to grow that out. And I don't know how you guys do this. I made this comment the other day to my wife. I don't know how people do this with like full beards and mustaches. How do you drink anything? How do you eat anything with a sauce on it without just getting it all over the place? I have to keep my mustache trimmed fairly short. Like the guys who have like the really long mustache, you know, like really comes out and like comes down off the sides and stuff. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't mean mine. Probably I probably need to shave my face a little bit, but I I don't get how people do this. I don't. It's got to be some sort of art or something. I mean, it's definitely nothing that I possess. I can do that because <laughs> I'm I'm over there eating buffalo wings or whatever. And I got like orange sauce all over my face like I'm a two year. I got six month old and a, some sort of carrot baby food or something just all over my face and all <laughs> over the place. And like, I, I can't do this. I mean, I'm it's, it's so bad. I'm contemplating actually shaving mustache off. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, it's, it it does suck. Like when mine gets to a certain length, like eating a sandwich or something like that, it's just not doable. Cause it's like, you gotta take a bite and like you have your fucking mustache in your mouth with your food. And it's like, that's gross. I don't like that. But I also don't like the way my face looks without hair. It's been too long now. I don't recognize that face. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I ever said that this, but the, the first time that I, when, 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 kid was born and I always had a beard. I always had a big goatee and I, he was maybe five years old when I first shaved and sorry, I got a cat here that is being an annoying asshole. Oh, no worries. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. I, no we, just, we just, we just got a kitten and she's now seven months, but she keeps wanting in and out, in and out of my office here. And she just won't sit there and be quiet. She just digs at the door and just like, we'll take the claws and just scratch into the door. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but what was I saying? Oh, oh, um, um, when, when the first time I shaved, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, he's sitting out in the other room. I come out and I've completely cl- fresh, clean, I mean, shaven face just look like I'm about eight or something. <laughs> and, and he looks at me as a five-year-old and says, no, daddy, <laughs> go. And then he said, daddy, no. And he started crying. <laughs> Cause he didn't know who I was. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh dang, man, I looked that much different. And it, it, yeah, I haven't really shaved much after that. Cause yeah, that was, that was a little scary for him, <laughs> but it just, it just shows though. I mean, how different you can look. I mean, oh yeah. How it transforms a person from, I mean, one look to another, take some of these guys with some of these beards that, I mean, kind of like the, the, the celebrities who have facial hair. I mean, it's probably the best example you take. I mean, some of these mustaches and beards off people, they're a completely different person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, shit, if it worked for Superman and Clark Kent with glasses, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it does make a hell of a difference with facial hair, though. Like, I don't know. I, I don't 
I, I think it would like almost like scar me psychologically for the entire time I didn't have it. Like every time I would look in a mirror, I think I would just feel bummed out. <laughs> I I hide my little double chin, so it's nice. Oh, for I, sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, so I very rarely get rid of that just because of that. But man, yeah, it's it just so people look so different without it. And I <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> I remember years ago, this was when I was still in college and I was working at a convenience store and I went up to this other one. I think I just went in to get like um, something to drink or something like that. And they were hiring and it was like, like two or $3 more an hour than what I was making where I was already doing it. And so I was like, like, Oh, you guys are hiring a pretty high wage. And they're like, Oh, would you like an application? I'm like, yeah, sure. And she hands me the application. She's like, that beard's got to go though. Oh no. And I went, what? That's- and she's like, yeah, we have a, we have a, a dress code here and, you know, you can't have a beard. And I'm like, why? And she's like, well, it's just, you know, this and that. I'm like, ah, like, like your people up top just kind of want everybody to look the same. Yeah. yeah something like that. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like what Hitler wanted. And I handed oh. the application back. I was like, I won't work here. Just <laughs> slam that application down one hand on the table. Nope. It's what Hitler said too. That's what he did. <laughs> Bam. I don't want to work for Casey's. Fuck you. <laughs> Turn out. Walk, start walking. It's like a one of those scenes in a movie where the place just like goes up in flames, like a bomb has gone off, blown up, and Joe Stark is just walking, strutting out of there, slow motion. That is. Bunch that's a movie. That's a motherfuckers. Movie, that's a movie scene right there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I dodged a bullet, man. I don't know if you're ever going to many Casey's stores. but uh, I have one right up the road from me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a Midwest thing, so I should probably yeah. have them your yeah. way, right? We have, we have a couple up here around around the home. <laughs> God, we kept thinking we, we live in a fairly small town. We kept thinking we were getting one up the street. We were watching this thing get built, and we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have the Casey's soon. And then they get it all done, and I'm like, that's not a fucking convenience store. <laughs> Oh, I'm like that. That looks like like RV storage or something like that. But all I know oh, is there's no. a shitload of giant garage doors. They don't oh, have those like on convenience stores. Storage unit or something could be something like that, or or it's like maybe it's something being used by like a construction company because there's uh, a, cons- a construction company right across the road from it. And it's like ah, that's what you get for listening to your neighbors. Everybody's full of shit. <laughs> no, nobody knows what's actually being built. No anymore. one, yeah, no one knows. Everybody's just guessing. Dude, there's a big slab that they put in an open lot up the street from me. And it's like got two little ends on it where there's like concrete anchors sticking out. And someone was like, oh, it's going to be a basketball court. And I'm like, okay, well, that's what the things are on the ends, you know, where they're the anchors sticking out of the ground. That's where the, you know, the the poles for the basketball Mm -hmm. hoops are going to go. And then I'm looking and there's some construction company up there like putting like four inch boards like a like a four inch wooden curb all the way around the thing and then they made it so it's like it, it's almost shaped like a knock hockey board you know where like the corners have got know. like diagonals and so now i'm looking yeah. at the thing and i'm like is are they gonna fill this with water and it's gonna be like a fucking skating rink this winter and so every time i walk by it i just look at it i'm like what the fuck is that thing and they haven't done anything else with it nothing else and when the guys were over there putting all the boards up i so wanted to go up and be like what the fuck are you guys doing here what is this going to be? I'm so intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Hey, yeah. huh? 
but I didn't. I just kept listening to my metal and just walked right past <laughs> being antisocial. Always, always a wise, wise choice. <laughs> keep listening to metal and walk on past. And just keep walking. Don't don't engage. <laughs> don't engage the locals. Just keep walking. Yes. Yeah. Don't talk with the locals. <laughs> my thirteen-year-old is obsessed with "quote unquote" the locals. Like whenever we're driving, he always wants to wave at people. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm waving at the locals. I'm like, you, you're you a local too. We all live in this same town. It's like, it's like some sort of like petting zoo or, oh, and not as a petting zoo, but just the zoo. Hey, you're just like waving at the animals as you walk by the, the, the townies, the locals. The townies. Yeah, I call them townies. I like townies. That's fun. <laughs> That's what, They're townies. God, that reminds me of that one movie. Oh, I can't even think of what it's called now. This is the worst thing ever to bring up on a podcast. But I'm pretty sure it came out in like the 80s or something like that, where there was people that lived. I think it took place in Indiana because I remember there was some scene where it was like there was townie kids and college kids. And I think there was like a young Dennis hmm. Quaid in it as well. Indiana, what? Oh, young Dennis Quaid. I don't know. I know. I, I, It'll come to me I, at some point. But I'm I was thinking it was blank. something with like townies or something like that, where like one of the one of the guys, one of the younger guys was like dating a girl who went to the college. And I remember that was like a dramatic part in it where him saying like, I'm a townie or something like that, because like she thought he was like actually a college student or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what this is going to be. I don't remember. I just I remember there was a scene in the movie, though, where they were all at like a rock quarry and they were like cliff jumping into the water. Hmm. But, yeah. So yeah, this is gonna bother me now. I'm gonna have to figure it out sometime. <laughs> like in the middle, I'll be like up to like two a.m. tonight, like searching for this movie. See, like I said, it's the worst thing ever to bring up on a podcast. There's somebody <laughs> listening right now that's losing their fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's so and so. I can't believe you don't fucking remember that. <laughs> I do that all the time, man. I, I, I like yell. Like there'll be certain like just like things that come up and oh well, good example good example i'm gonna bring this up again <laughs> this but when you had spoiler steve on love that guy oh yeah <laughs> he's great but when he said he didn't he hadn't seen the crow oh my god did you lose your mind i i yelled why the fuck not i literally i i yelled that i was out i was wife and kid were were gone and i was like up in the loft area and i was cleaning something up and i was listening (laughs) as soon as he said that he hadn't seen that i was like why the fuck that out loud i was like that's my favorite movie of all time so good (laughs) it's such a good movie but i mean as he said i mean there's blind spots and i mean depending on when you mean what you were watching when you were a kid and what you were introduced to early enough in life. I mean, what you might and might not see. So I get it. But I was, my first reaction though was why not (laughs) (laughs) rectify that immediately. (laughs) Oh boy. That's too good. I, I remember seeing that in the theater when I was in like maybe seventh grade. Oh, Fuck, okay. So yeah, that was 90. Was that 94? 90, that was 94, wasn't it? Something 96? like that. Yeah, 94, 96. I can't even remember. Nah, that it wouldn't have been 96. But, uh, probably 94. 94. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember seeing that in theater and, and 
I just I I I find for some reason I go back to that movie time and time and time again. I don't know what it is. Soundtrack for it's fucking amazing. The comic oh. it's based on is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking Brandon Lee's performance in it was so good. It's I just it's I think it's such a great great movie. But there's a lot of people that don't like it, but I love that thing. Yeah, those people are out of their fucking minds. <laughs> like that Spoiler first one Steve, is so good. Listen, watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah for sure that that's one for sure that they should cover on their blind spot show oh that would be because, cool i yeah. would listen to that for sure that would be a i think that would have some good discussion too god yeah i just recently re- revisited that soundtrack because i wanted to yeah i wanted to put pantera the badge on a, on one of the playlists uh, that i was listening to yeah you know, for that song not showing up on any of their albums, it is like one of my favorite oh, it's Pantera songs. Great song. I yes. It's so fucking great good. Song. I think it's a cover too, from what I heard. Um da 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 I'm trying to think who did that. I shouldn't know better than to spring that on an audio file. <laughs> no, I, well I completely I completely can't remember now. Dang it, who was that? Dang it. Was it a punk band? No, it was... Well, yeah, it was punk band, but... Dang it. Poison something. I can't remember. I can't remember. I think it was a two-word name, but let me look it up. Now, this is going to bother me until... (laughs) I just looked up the badge song, and it changed it to the badger song. (laughs) Badger, badger, badger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i i don't know what i don't actually know the badger song i don't know if there is a badger song but i know that stupid graphic or a video there was a cartoon badger and he's like going up and down up and down up and down and poison idea oh uh, okay yeah yeah i was looking it up too and it was like there's apparently a song called badge by eric clapton i'm like no nope, that's not it oh yeah that's blues yeah blues song Oh man, Gee, yeah, that soundtrack. I love, love, love that soundtrack. Yeah, I actually just recently made like a, a metal mix and like was like searching like the depths of my memory banks, being like, "What the fuck was I listening to when I was in like seventh and eighth grade when I was first getting into metal?" And so I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, there's mm-hmm. definitely Pantera. There was White Zombie back then. Mm-hmm. Deftones." And um, uh, later on in high school, like Primer 55's first album really did it for me. Did you ever listen to them? No, I have never. Oh. And I'm going to now. It's on the list. <laughs> okay, okay, hold on. I, I have a written list right here. Okay, so Primer 55's first album. Dude, there's so many good songs on that. The other thing that was funny about it was it had 55 tracks on it. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) But like most of those were like blank. But then the fifth one was just a whole bunch of different cussing all put together. It was really funny (laughs) (laughs) as far as like hidden tracks go. Oh, I need I need to look this up for sure. (laughs) I have never heard of that band. Okay. Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to play a little bit of the big fuck you. (laughs) 
came out in 2000. Nice. Our first album's called Introduction to Mayhem. It's kind of like a like a metal, like rap metal. I fucking love. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm down 100 right there. I'm writing that down. That's why I as soon that. as you said you never heard him, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go through the trouble of turning this shit on and playing this for him. <laughs> yep, you, you got me. You I, reeled me in. I so. knew they'd be right up your alley. <laughs> so I'm checking that out. Um. Oh, what the other one, uh, Sepultura. I was so happy oh. to because, like, dude, I had um, Chaos ID was like one of the first cassette tapes I ever bought with my own money. Nice. <laughs> I nice. think I got it in like that's, seventh grade or something. And that is. That's that's, I mean that band. I mean that's uh Ah, oh, the percussion in Sepultura and then Soulfly is so fucking good. Soulfly, yeah, yeah. I mean Cavalera is great. I, 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 there's, I, that sort of metal, got me into. I mean it was. I mean, originally it was like, I mean, the early stuff, because my dad listened to a lot of like Sabbath and Zeppelin and, and <laughs> even Southern rock and, and into the Southern rock and, and things. And but then when I started getting into, I mean, thrash and I mean, you're talking, I mean, of course, Metallica back then. And I mean, Megadeth and Slayer and, and all that. And then, I mean, you you learn about, I mean, early on, I mean, Sepultura and some other bands. And but I. That band, I, I I continue to. I mean, I don't know a lot of their music just by ear, but when I do hear, I I always enjoy everything I I've heard from them. I don't think I've, to me, I've never heard anything bad come from them. Oh yeah, and they're just so fucking heavy. Like yeah, I just I just love them. Like <laughs> refuse, resist. Um, no. Uh, roots, bloody roots, fucking so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I've been well. Metal is one of those things that I always go back to when I'm writing. It's like one of my favorite things to listen to when I'm writing is to put like noise canceling headphones on with like something like just a mix of really heavy fucking metal and turn it up really loud and then just totally get lost in my mind. You know what? Um, what kind of metal do you go back to time and time again? I mean, is there a certain like kind of subgenre of a certain band there's certain albums that i'll find where it's like just every single song on it'll do it for me like um farouk's heat album oh good like, stuff oh dude i listened to it non-stop when when i checked my my spotify list uh like they, yeah two of those songs are actually i think four songs from that album were in my top 10 and it took the two to uh number one spots oh nice yeah so like when i saw that earlier i took a screenshot of it and i texted it to daniel dominguez and i was like dude (laughs) dude he's he that's a talented motherfucker right there oh so talented dude (laughs) yeah i i 
I find myself like going back to like, like if I'm doing work and I just, if I want to put something on in the background, like I'll go to like some like more like symphonic power metal almost. It's uh, just that those, those nice crisp lyrics and kind of something I can tune to in the back of my head. It's almost like sometimes I'm listening to a story and just doing what I need to do. And I, I don't go towards a lot of heavy, heavy stuff when I'm doing like, like work or writing something for work or whatever it might be. And, but I tend to go like more symphonic power areas. Oh, I'll get ridiculously heavy sometimes. Like sometimes I'll put on uh suffocation. They're despise, <laughs> despise the sun LP or EP. Oh man. <laughs> it's only like six songs and like every yeah. song is just fucking insanely heavy. <laughs> Oh my god! I'll put that on when I go and do my walks when I'm like, like just brainstorming writing ideas, and like, <laughs> I'll be like halfway through my walk, and I've already listened to the whole EP like three times through. <laughs> and I'll be like, we got another three plays coming. <laughs> you know exactly because it's it's really like more the the energy of it that I want because it's like I need something, something going that is going to occupy half like the half of my mind that is like oh look something shiny like that's (laughs) i need that occupied so that like my creative side can do what it's going to do without the other shit coming in and train wrecking it yeah and so i found that metal works really well for that ghetto house works really well nice which is always kind of fun and then just electronica in general for the most part works really well yeah that's what i think electronica is good like that um what uh what i found today i was when i was working earlier um uh, devin townsend came out with a new album today and um i'm not sure if you're a big fan of, of him and any of his work that name sounds familiar um, who is he yeah well he was in devin townsend project he was um oh what was that uh, strapping young lad back in the day okay yeah i've heard of them um i He's he's kind of I mean he's a powerhouse when it comes to metal, but he also does some very experimental stuff. And this album, it's called The Puzzle. I mean, it's he he wrote it and he's it's like gonna be synced up with some sort of like film or something he's doing as well. Um, but the album music released today, and it's like I described it as confusing, chaotic beautiful and really really good and it's one of those you put it out in the background it's like there's some progressive rock progressive metal there there's the use of like ambient like sounds and different instrumentation orchestras and choruses and it's a really weird album but i found myself working really well to that today (laughs) it was (laughs) it was kind of weird it was like, I'm getting like double the amount of stuff I normally do. I'm getting it done today. Cool. And the only difference was I put that album on. So I, 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 his new stuff is good, but I, uh, I highly recommend if, if you're into that sort of stuff, check that out because it's, it's done really well. Nice. Um, my wife took the boys um, shopping yesterday. So I had the house to myself for a while while I was working. And so I put my 80s, my 80s pop hits on. And so I was singing along with that while I was working so I can get away with it. (laughs) It's just me and the cats in the house. (laughs) Yeah, if cats could, if cats could actually talk, 
I, I wonder what they would say. I mean, like to like our behavior. I mean, that what we do in front of them, we live our lives in front of them and just how stupid we could probably look. <laughs> well, I do so many things to try and entertain my cats. And like my, my domestic long hair, Jack, like he's perfected the the look of judgment that, you know, he's like <laughs> looking at you through narrowed eyes like he's not impressed with how you're handling all this. <laughs> he's very very good at that and so i'm always trying to like i'll like walk in the room and like sing a little song where i incorporate his name into it a bunch do a little dance and stuff for him and he'll just stare at me like that and i'm like i know you appreciate me <laughs> deep down inside <laughs> i know you appreciate me you little kitty i know that i know it <laughs> like speaking he looks of... at it as a tribute <laughs> speaking of a uh, 80s 80s music um i I hate to be asking you a question, but uh, 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 what is your favorite 80s song? I always I like to ask that of people. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Out of any genre, anywhere. I know it's a very, very difficult question. Okay, Almost so not. this isn't my definitive answer, but it's, it's one of the first one that pops into my head, and it's uh, Wild West by Escape Club. <laughs> nice. I am glad you went into that area. <laughs> that Dude, I up. love that song so much, but it reminds me, like, I specifically remember when I was a kid getting, it, it wasn't quite a real Walkman because it was just AM, FM, right? It didn't actually yeah. play cassette tapes, but okay. it was like the first kind of Walkman type thing I had. And I remember hanging out, like, at, outside at my mom and dad's house, just kind of walking around listening to the radio. And, like, that song came on and I listened to it and loved it. And then I was fucking around with the dial and I found it playing somewhere else. And then it was like, basically, I listened to the song three or four times in a row just by catching it on the radio. So, I mean, this was, you know, in the 80s when the song first came out and it was on the charts and playing on the radio everywhere. Oh, yeah. That song was everywhere. I, I remember that song because uh, I, I would remember like it was a Friday night, Saturday nights as a kid going to the roller rink and roller skating. And that song was popular when I was probably that age between eight and 10, somewhere around there. <laughs> so I, I remember wild, wild west, uh, that specific wild, wild west. Um, very, very well. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of your favorite eighties songs? Um, my forever answer will be Belinda Carlisle's heaven is a place on earth. That's a very good one. <laughs> it's, it's so damn catchy. <laughs> and once I hear it, I can't get it out of my head. And I just think it's the perfect song. It makes me happy. <laughs> and we all need a little happiness. That's a happiness. good one. It always makes me think of the San Junipero episode yeah. of, um, There's of that Black too. Mirror also, which is like the only like happy episode of Black yeah. Mirror that there is to be found, I think. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's also why I like it. It is, it, is, it. it is the happiest episode or the only happy episode of that series. But um, I... I love how it's used there, and I, I've always just loved it. And every time we're in the car and that song comes on, if I'm by myself or with, I'm any, with anybody else, I will turn it up and sing very, very loud. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm terrible like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> My kids I, have heard me sing along to so many 80s songs, ones that I make know maybe 73% of the words to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's bad because I'll do it in the car too, and 
to what the kid listens to now. I mean, uh, and some of these TikTok songs and things. And I'll I'll learn those and I'll start singing them in the car as well. And that doesn't go over as well. Because <laughs> you don't want to hear me r- mumble rap. Oh my god! No. <laughs> no, you don't. I barely want to hear the people rap that are good, mumble rap that are good at it. <laughs> exactly. Know? I don't want to hear it anyways. Let alone some other dude doing this who has no business doing mm-hmm. it. There are a handful of Drake songs that like hooked me, d- despite whether I wanted to be hooked by it or not. I was like, you know what? I kind of like this song. <laughs> that guy. I mean, he will forever be just a Canadian teen heart teen heartthrob to me. Yeah, I mean, from that Degrassi guy, Junior High. From Degrassi, yeah. I, <laughs> I watched that show nonstop when I was a kid. And, and, and even in even in teenage years, and even now, Pluto TV, at least it did up until I haven't watched Pluto TV in a, a week or so. And But it used to have a Degrassi channel on there. So it was dedicated 100% to, to that show, The Next Generation. And I'll find myself watching that stupid show now. And I don't know why, but... Every once in a while, I'll see a a storyline with with Drake with Aubrey, and and it makes me it's funny too because his name's Aubrey, <laughs> <laughs> but um he he just will always be little 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 Jimmy, little Jimmy, and then how his storyline ends terribly and in a wheelchair, but we won't go there. Ouch. See, I never watched that show outside of there was some bullshit class that we had to take in middle school and the teacher for it would always play episodes of that for us. And this was also the class where we'd have to sit and watch like the the terrible like after school type documentary type, you know, the after school (laughs) special type thing about like the, the girl who got the new car and she just went to a party with her friends, but somebody had to go pick up Coke and she was oh, just no. excited to go drive her new car. And then when the the party got busted, they took her new car away because, you know, it was used in a drug deal. And of course, <laughs> the, the undercover cop that was there to bust the high school kids, the code word when the Coke got there was the eagle has landed. <laughs> and so for the rest of like our school, like like anytime we're like any like if we, if you were at a party and something came out that we shouldn't have been there guaranteed there's gonna be at least one person that was gonna yell the eagle has landed <laughs> and it's like yep that after school t- special really really <laughs> did its job or there was the other one that was super depressing where the guy kills the girl in the drunk driving accident and then the family's like you need to send us a dollar a check for a dollar <laughs> you know once a month every you know every fucking for basically for like the rest of your life or some shit like that. I, it was like the Kevin Turnell story or something like that. I just remember it being so fucking depressing. Oh man. I, I honestly don't remember anything like this. Uh, maybe you just lucked out and you just had a teacher that actually taught you and didn't just fucking play <laughs> stuff on the television and yell at you and say that you were all immature. Immature. <laughs> the seventh and eighth graders are very immature today. And it's like, ah, oh. <laughs> like you lady <laughs> stop saying it wrong Come i know on, it drove me crazy <laughs> that's just like that's just bad shit crazy right there uh, immature oh my god i remember though the best part in that though is she got really upset with us one time and asked us all something to the effect of like what our problem was or something and one of the girls in class decided to be real with her and she was oh. just like we can just all tell that you're really fake <laughs> <laughs> 
And no lie, the teacher started crying. And I don't know how everybody else felt, but I felt terrible just witnessing it. In retrospect, though, it's kind of funny because she did seem fake as fuck. But it's, I, I try to not to ever laugh when somebody's crying because that's just mean, right? Yeah, that's mean. But man, damn it. Some people deserve to cry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, and I, and this, I just came from a conversation. Just We were just talking about being kind and spreading kindness. And now I'm saying some people deserve to cry. Yeah. I, no, that is true. But, I was going to take it a step further and say some people deserve to be duct taped to a chair and whipped with a car antenna, but... I... Okay. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> oh, you're down. I'm down. Kindness, I'll help, ki- too. <laughs> kindness is free, but, you know, it costs ten ninety nine to go buy that fucking... <laughs> hey, you gotta get your exercise somehow. <laughs> yeah, go get that duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you gotta put some tape. time in. How much is your time worth? I mean, I'll get, I'll get exercise, too. I'll beat you with that car antenna, so... I am fine with that. God, that might be a reference that goes right over kids' heads these days, because antennas anymore on cars just (laughs) look like a weird little shark fin. Yeah, you had the little shark fin, and yeah, I, it was, I think it was a couple years ago, kid asked me, he was like, he asked me about antennas, he was like, what are those? It's like, uh, car antennas, the car was like from the 80s, and it was, I mean, just normal antenna, and He's like, what is that? And they had to explain it to him. And like, yeah, I mean, you do people that are living now. I mean, haven't really seen a car antenna more than likely in their young life. Um, I mean, then and that's where I, I mean, I I'm like, OK, well, you got a you got a um, you got an antenna. This is how it kind of works. And then um, he's like, oh, OK. And he forgets completely. He just doesn't say another word about it. Went through this long explanation. He's like, no, I don't care. I just, it's over and done with. I'm over here now playing on my Switch or whatever. <laughs> that is funny when you go through, take the time to explain things to your kids because they asked and like halfway through the explanation, you can tell that they aren't listening to a fucking word you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or they just want you to shut up. I mean, he, he told me today I was explaining something. He was like, I don't need to know all that stuff. Just yes or no. <laughs> Just yes or no. And I was like, okay. I don't have to talk to you if you don't want me to. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my God. The kid said something to me the other day about Hanukkah or something like that. And so then I launched into this big thing, explained to them what the differences between Hanukkah and Christmas were, which then launched into me talking about how organized religion is basically just systems of control. <laughs> I could tell someone in there, I totally lost him. Oh, no. It started off with how the miracle that this oil should have only burned for one night, and instead it burned for eight nights turned into... <laughs> It's all systems of control. It's just the way, if, if they can get you feeling like the laws they pass are now transgressions against God, they really got you by the balls, kid, don't they? <laughs> so if you haven't noticed, this is an atheist household. <laughs> well, that, 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 it, it's similar. I mean, it's, it's, he's, I get asked occasionally, why don't, you, why don't you believe in God? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And then I'll be like, well, I just don't believe and this is why. And, and, and the other day he tested me. He was out in public and he loudly was like, 
I don't like God. public, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, what? where did this come from? But... The only way that would have been better is if he said it in Yosemite Sam's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh jeez. <laughs> my my favorite that I always go back to is Bill Burr in one of his specials talking about how he's gonna talk to his kid. <laughs> he's like, nah, nah, we're not going to church today. That's a bunch of bullshit. Bunch of bullshit. <laughs> God's everywhere, but I gotta go down there to see him and he's mad at me and I owe him money. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I owe him money. <laughs> That guy is so fucking brilliant. Yeah, he he is. He he's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely like he's one of my favorite stand-up comics that's working today. He's like consistently his specials are always so good. Yes. Yeah, I I, I find him I, I like him a lot. Um I, I don't watch a lot of like stand up these days, but I'll listen to it. So I I just it's I think, I mean, there's him and, of course, the other big names out there really is Chappelle and all of that stuff that he does. But <laughs> Yeah, his last special wasn't even really that funny. I know it wasn't really. I mean, I enjoyed some of it, but some of it I didn't. But I but did you see what he did the other day? He, no. What did he he was invited. He was invited back to his like elementary school or junior high school where he went to school. And supposedly, according to reports, he was there to like give it, I mean, give him a talk and say hi, do meet him and and kind of give him a, a speech or whatever. I mean, I don't know sure if I would want Dave Chappelle giving my ten year old a speech, but I just <laughs> not a ten year old. I just I, but he like started like just going on a diatribe about how he's so important and. He's famous because of all this stuff. And he basically was talking down to these kids. <laughs> I guess it's on video or they, they've had, I mean, true, like, I mean, they verified reports of this. Like he was talking down to like a bunch of 10, 10 year olds, 11, 12 year old kids. Wow. Yeah. I don't know, man. Some people reach a certain level of fame and. I, I don't know. The, the, maybe they just completely lose touch with everything. I mean, because it, it definitely seemed like his last couple specials, he's using it more of like a a weird platform instead of just doing stand up. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, he's. I mean, he's taken to that specific. I mean, the the topics that he's talked about, and I don't know. I don't know what's with him. He keeps. I mean, he just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big believer in like, I don't think that there's any topics that are sacred cows. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think everything should be fair game in comedy. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I'm not dogpiling on him or any other, you know, comics that choose to do controversial material for, for that. But it's mm -hmm. like, if if you're going to do it, like, you know, make it make it legitimately funny. Like that, that was why, like, like, if you go back and look at Bill Burr's Paper Tiger special. Or like, there's so many of Bill Burr's specials where it's like, like hardcore feminists like hate his shit because he tells jokes about it, but he's also like making fun of himself in those jokes also, and mm -hmm. like he's 
you know, bringing in his wife's perspective and, and like, you know, his wife's perspective is always, you are such a fucking moron <laughs> with this stuff. And he's like, that is a way to spin it and make it really, really funny. Whereas I feel like Dave Chappelle with like a lot of the trans jokes he was doing, I, I didn't like dislike him because he was doing trans jokes and I was clutching my pearls with that. It was just like, oh, there wasn't really anything funny there. Like, it, yeah. you know, it's like if, if you're going to make jokes about stuff, like at least make it funny. Like, I think yeah, the, I mean, the Sticks and Stones special, he actually had some funny trans jokes in that one. Mm-hmm. But it's like also it's like, yeah, realize in the climate you're in that if you go into a big public space like that and you make jokes about that, I mean, there's a certain subset of the Internet that is going to fucking hate you no matter what going forward, because that's one of the sacred cows. You can't make jokes about that. And so that's where I find myself in a weird position because I'm like, well, I don't like anybody saying you know, th- this this subset of the population is, you know, you can't make fun of them at all. And it's like, well, that almost seems like it's not fair. Yeah. But then it's also, it's like, well, punching down's not cool. I don't know. It's so complicated. Yeah, that's the, that's the, the I think, the kicker right there. Punching down versus punching up. Either punching at your own level or punching above. Um, but punching down, to me, is never really a good thing. I mean, I to me, at least, I don't think, I mean whether you have that power position an authority position status whatever it might be i mean i i just there's i think there's smarter ways to go about comedy than just punching down is kind of the easier aspect of it i mean you're you're picking on i mean it's similar to i mean you're picking on a smaller kid than you are your size you have this big 220 pound eighth grader and he's picking on an, a 70 pound fifth grader i don't know but it just feels like uh, that way a lot to me a lot of his a lot of his uh humor especially in this last this last uh special yeah and and for me i like i don't like bullying like in any flavor Mm -hmm. you know and so yeah but there's some examples of punching down that are really fucking funny like like sam kennison like telling people to move out of the fucking desert because nothing grows there. <laughs> it's like, but that's common sense. But, if, but, if, but it's also but, like, but it's but it's also it is but you doubt, but it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like with comedy is like like George Carlin said it really really well when he was explaining. He had some joke about how you know people saying oh you know it's it like rape is never funny and he's like well comedy is all about the exaggeration and so it's like if you like if you say it's Porky Pig getting raped then it's kind of funny. You know, but otherwise, it's, like, it's, no, it's, it's totally terrible not. thing that I just laughed at. Exactly. But it's like it's, it's the exaggeration and it's a fictional character. And it's like, mm-hmm. so I don't know, it's a, it's a complicated thing. And so, you know, on the one hand, I, I feel for these stand ups who feel like they're under attack. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know if you can write a joke that's smart enough and funny enough, it'll hit even if you are, quote unquote, punching down. Yeah. And so a, a, a lot of. You know, what, 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 you know, Chappelle's going around making this big deal about, you know, I'm uncancelable and stuff like that. And it's like, right now it seems like it's the only thing you're talking about, man. And you used to talk about really funny stuff. Can you get back to talking about funny stuff? Yes. One can hope one of these days. (laughs) Again, let's be positive here. Let's be positive. It's going to turn around. We got hope. It's going to (laughs) work. I mean, you know, no matter what, it's. 
you know, especially with so much of like the, the bad shit, negative opinions and stuff you read online, I really do believe that it's just a very vocal, you know, minority that it, it's not the majority. I think the majority of people that are really happy and lead, you know, fairly adjusted lives, they aren't the ones that are online no, constantly belly aching and airing all their dirty laundry or or finding some some new group that they can go and and dogpile on and you know shit like that i think normal well-adjusted people aren't doing that so much and so when you're wrapped up in that world of constantly reading through twitter and getting in like heated arguments with complete strangers you know using your thumbs to convey your thoughts you know, I don't think that's really normal behavior. And I think when you're wrapped up in it and, and it becomes your normal behavior, I think it can twist your mind into thinking, oh, this is normal. It's like, not really. Yeah, I don't I don't get there's there's there there's the part of me. I like to make a smart ass comment on the Internet and then move on. And then there's there's the other part of me that I I, I don't see how like when people argue on the Internet, like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I don't see how people do that. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. I don't know. I just can't do that. Oh, it's such a waste of energy. Yeah. I mean, these people are, you're not changing anybody's mind. I mean, the person that said something like extremely negative or whatever, it, it's kind of like, um, uh, but like survey type bias where, or poll or something like that, where, um, only the really negative people are hanging out online complaining about this stuff. So those, I mean, the only people that are really going to either send in your survey are at the extreme polar opposites. They either had a so good experience that they're talking about that, or they had so terrible of experience that um, they're writing in and telling you that it was a terrible experience. So I, people are going to complain. Long story short. Well, yeah, you know, who are the people that are filling out these surveys? Who are the people that, like, when their phone rings, and it's like, we'd like to give you a survey based on, and they're like, yeah. I'm I'm ready to tell you my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I got my medical freedoms. (laughs) Freedoms. They put the dumb in freedom, right? But it's the the but my freedoms. (laughs) Population, but B U H M M U H freedoms F R E E D U M S. No, they're not. No, no, even not even a B. Just straight with the S. It, it's it's yeah, my freedoms. <laughs> it's fucking wild, dude. Oh, this world. <laughs> this world. I don't know. I don't know. What have we talked about tonight? <laughs> dude, we've talked about so many weird, random things, dude. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, what I'm is. like, what What in the world? I just realized, what in the world have we talked about? <laughs> <laughs> well, just randomly, I started scrolling through IMDb also because I'm still trying to figure out what fucking movie that was that Dennis Quaid was in. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't remember what that. I don't remember. Oh my god! Did you know that he was an extra at the graduation ceremony in Stripes? Who? Dennis, Dennis Quaid. Quaid. Nope, did not know that. How about that shit? Learn something new. <laughs> Take that to my trivia night. 
Joe Vitale, speaking of Genesis Quaid, Joe Vitale just reached out to me earlier um, saying uh, he watched Frequency. Did you ever see that? I, I, I've seen it, I think, once. And it's really good. It's so good. I think I talked about that with Paul Hart. Yeah, I think so. And it's really good. I just, I've never gotten back to it. But I probably should. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I really liked it. It's one of those ones that'll it'll definitely get you all teared up. <laughs> it's from 2000. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big baby when it comes to movies <laughs> sometimes. Man. Dude, I cry at the drop of a hat anymore. I, I don't, I, I think it's from having kids. It, I think it is too. I think it is too. Cause I didn't really do this before, but now I'm watching any, some, any sort of Pixar movie or. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pixar movies. Will fuck those me get up. me, man. Those get me. I mean, bald like a baby. I mean, inside out. And that made me so sad, man. <laughs> God, what but, was the most recent one? Finch. The movie Finch made me like, 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 that. like shaking sobs. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh man that it'd been a long time since the movie made me cry that hard there might have been more in that too that might, there might have been some work week that was releasing in some of that tension <laughs> some of that working its way out <laughs> is it crying it's a good way to relieve stress <laughs> i'm just gonna cry this out <laughs> Oh. crying or laughter right those are the best ways yep one so, or the other and they're so pick, close take your poison i mean <laughs> hey kind of jumping back to to dc stuff i meant to bring this up earlier and we kind of skated yeah. right past it you, are you current on titans do like did you get all of season three watched i did get all of season three watched <laughs> okay so we're still working our way through season three we just watched um, I think we're about three quarters of the way through it or so. What did you think of season three overall? Oh, um, I enjoyed season one a lot. Season two. Okay. Um, season three though. I, I don't know. I, 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 I love Nightwing. I, the portrayal though, Jason Todd, I liked at the beginning. I mean, the whole red hood transformation, but I just don't know. Um, that's exactly where I'm at right now in my watch I, of it too. I don't know. I I don't know what to think when it comes to this because for some reason, I mean, to me, they use Raven all. I mean, just I don't I don't know why she's used the way she is in the in the in the series. Um, and we just got to that because you don't get Raven until about three quarters of the way through the season. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I think yeah. that was the last episode we watched. Mm-hmm. And what else? Um, I mean, there are certain things I really like, but I, 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 I put season one, I mean, number one, and then season three would be, I mean, in the middle and season two, I didn't like as much, but see, I don't know how far you, I don't want to say anything to spoil anything. Um, yeah, at this point, I don't even know if I would care. (laughs) Well, you've been... You're you're, pro- you're on episode what? I'm trying to think of. I'm thinking we've probably just have like 11, 12, and 13 to go. Okay, so oh, sorry, you've made it. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I like, and you've seen this then, um, the use of Lazarus Pit. I mean, and it, I don't know. I, I just, 
and some of the storyline of bringing characters back and and what happens at the end i i'm just not a fan of of where the storyline went i think it could have been done better but i don't know i i don't like i said i don't want to spoil the ending and i mean i don't even though you you probably don't really care, I really want you to watch it and just kind of hear what you think. <laughs> I'll, about... I'll be there within a few days. We've been watching about an episode a night or so. But, I mean, it started out really well. I just was underwhelmed towards the end of the series. Yeah, that that's kind of the same way I've been going with it. And it's like, to, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, man, this isn't going to go to the way of like the, the, the CW... Yep. shows it, are they because it felt and that's a really good way to explain it to me that's what that felt like it felt like it was almost delving into a cw show in the the arrowverse and, and those sort of things yeah because like a because, lot of those shows started out really good but then within yes. a few seasons it's just like this garbage yeah i mean the first couple of seasons of flash i loved oh i, mean, I dropped so I, good i dropped off a couple of seasons ago um but i in the first couple of seasons of Arrow, I really enjoyed too. Agreed. Um, and I, I just, I mean, the whole, um, what other, I didn't really get, really got into the Black Lightning series. There was the other series. Um, Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. That's so batshit crazy that, I mean, you're either going <laughs> to like it or you're going to hate it, no matter who you are. And I, I loved a lot of the episodes that I saw. Um, but I didn't. I dropped off that as well. See, that was um, one but, where I felt like it should have been better than it was, because yeah. like I watched all of the first season and I was pretty underwhelmed. And then I was like, I didn't even watch all the second season because I was like, this is just not. I was like, this is so weird. Yeah, it's it's a very very weird series, <laughs> especially later on, <laughs> and some of the things that happen. And it it's I just. I just Titans I was hoping wouldn't kind of devolve into what it did. Um, I mean, it's on HBO. They can get away with doing certain things, saying certain things and portraying certain things as well um, that the CW can't, but there's, there's, there's a lot to be said about the writing towards the last half. That first season, like the fight scenes in it were so gritty and brutal. Yes. And then it's like you get to the fight scenes here in the third season and it's just like this looks like the same shit you see on like ABC. Mm-hmm. Like this is like kind of yawn. Yeah, like well, I mean that first episode, I mean I mean you see isn't that the whole when it opens up with um uh Dick and um he I mean he says something about fuck Batman or whatever. Yeah, yeah he I totally mean, takes those people out, brutally takes those people yes. out. And I mean, it, it goes from that to what you said. I mean, it's looking kind of like a CW show. I mean, in that area. Um, but I don't know. I don't like as well. I mean, villain wise, uh, with, uh, with Scarecrow, with Jonathan Crane, I'm not <laughs> the biggest fan of the guy who's playing him. Um, and how they've portrayed him, but yeah, that's been an interesting take on the character. Like yeah, it's I, definitely been like weird. Yes, and, I mean it, it changes a little bit once you get towards the end of the season, I think. Um, but I just don't like how they've 
kind of made him the mastermind of a lot of stuff. And at least that's what you're led to believe. Uh, yeah, that, that was one of the things I said was I was like, I don't like this. Like the Red Hood doesn't take orders from people. That's why that's... he's doing what he's doing. <laughs> yes. Like that, that's part of it is that he's, he's coming in to, to show Batman, I can do a better job in your city than you could, you know, like we don't need you. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I don't really like the way they handle uh, Bruce Wayne like at all in the series. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is cause I love the actor. Oh, he's great. But yeah. Um, what's his name from, he was in game of Thrones too. I think was he in game of Thrones. No, isn't it? Uh, yes. it's Ian something. Yeah, I can't remember what his name was, but I'm blanking on it. Good podcast stuff, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> if this is the show that you're coming to to like hear me talk about celebrity stuff, <laughs> like, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> I I don't have good notes like when I do other people's shows. <laughs> this is all off the cuff. <laughs> That's why we love you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, to to be honest, I will say, out of a lot of the podcast like uh, voices I've heard and I listen to, yours is right there. Yours is right there. Oh, thank you, put, dude. That's very. I kind. will put your voice against my favorite podcast voice of all time. I don't know why, but Michael Rosenbaum. Oh shit, that's that's very high praise. He has a really really I, good show. Yeah, I love his show. I mean, he just. The conversation, the stories they get into, um, some of the topics they talk about. I, I I really enjoy his that show. So he had Bobby Lee on not too long ago. That was a really fun one. That guy's so fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna get a good you wanna get a good idea of Bobby Lee, watch Burt Kreischer's uh series on Netflix called The Cabin. I have not seen that. And oh my God, you've never watched The Cabin? No, but now I'm right. Much like I did earlier, I'm writing this down now. It's so weird, dude. It's so weird. And it's got, it's Burt Kreischer's thing. It's, yeah, it's Burt Kreischer's thing. And like okay. on, on every episode, like he's got like a, a few different people that come and just hang out with him. And he has weird shit planned for them to do. And when Bobby Lee comes out, they're doing like a photo shoot where they both get naked and they're spooning on this big fucking oh, bearskin rock. And Donnell, Donnell goes, Rollins is there also. And he's oh, getting super like, y'all are fucked up type vibes. <laughs> but both Bert and Bobby think it's hilarious to be naked. And they think, so it's just really, you just have to watch the episode. It's really funny. I'm, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to put it on my list. Tomorrow, all I'm doing is going to go antiquing. And then I'm going to watch The Cabin. And then I'm going to watch University of Michigan football. <laughs> antiquing. So uh, what all does that entail? Oh, that's fancy word for going to thrift shops and and antique malls and those sorts of places. And I, I typically look for old vinyl. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. It's a good place to find like old vinyl records. I mean, it's, it's, that's where I get a lot of my stuff. Cause I, I try to, I mean, I like to find original pressings and first pressings of things that are in decent condition and go into like these, antique malls and, and thrift places. Great place. Great place to find things. Found a lot of good things over the years. 
<laughs> one of my good friends is a, a woman in her mid 60s and uh, her name's Crystal and I was talking on the phone with Crystal the other day and she was saying something about giving her her 18 year old granddaughter her whole like old vinyl collection and how her, her her granddaughter was so excited about it and Crystal was like I don't get it I think these young kids are just excited about vinyl because they didn't have to grow up fucking listening to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that's true She's like, I love- I've, I've done that. I've had to fuck with putting the records on and in the needle and having it shit scratched up. And she's like, uh-uh. I'm like, so you'd rather just fuck with Spotify these days? And she's like, exactly. Yep. 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 I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's, I love, it's one of the things I do, like just I collect records and things. So many, so, so many people do. And like, I know. For, for me, it's like, like I, I, I think of vinyl and I think of like the, the the vinyl that my mom and dad had that like I first started listening to when I was a little kid because like the first home stereo thing they got me had a turntable on it and so like uh, listening yeah. to like dad's Black Sabbath and Jethro Tull albums and and Queen mm-hmm. and all this fucking you know great music and then you know right soon after that was when you know tape cassettes got really really big and so like you know I never really bought anything on vinyl but like I have a lot of fond memories of listening to it. And and it does have a very different character to the sound. Mm-hmm. That's and that's a crazy. Just thinking when you were talking about that, like how we're we're roughly. I think we are probably probably much the same age. I was born um, in eighty. At eighty one. Yeah, there so, you go. Um, turned forty this year. Damn, man, I feel old. <laughs> it's fun times, isn't it? Yeah, fun times. I'm yeah. forty one now. They're like deep into the who gives who doesn't give a fuck about this. You know, like Jesus. That's, on on a side note, that's. That's what it's been pretty much since I've turned 40 over the last couple of months. It's, <laughs> it's, I really don't give a fuck. So. <laughs> when people ID me now and they're like young people, obviously in high school, I'm just like, I'm in my 40s. Yeah, it's, it's like, do you really think a fucking 20 year old has this much gray in like a giant beard? I mean, come on, <laughs> just sell me my fat tire and let me fucking leave. <laughs> got a shocking yeah. amount of gray in my beard now it's wild yeah that's a, the crazy i have this when i grow my goatee out it there's like a streak <laughs> it betrays you doesn't it <laughs> yeah but it's like uh, but it's always in the same place and it's always i mean and it's when it gets a certain length it i start to see the gray so i said i am not gonna try to shave for like the next year or so just see how long it'll get because I don't typically grow it that long. There you go. But but I'm going to try to grow it for at least my goatee at least for the next year and just see. But I, I don't know how much gray I'm going to have. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got this weird tricolor stuff going on too because like kind of reddish brown hair and then it's like I got some ginger parts to my beard and then I got some blonde parts and then some darker color a little bit of gray so it's very weird sometimes yeah my beard's that same way where i've got like a lot of red mixed in Mm -hmm. with it and it's like all that red has like been turning white yep (laughs) (laughs) it's just like all right but my wife digs it though and really when it comes down to like my my list of of people you know who care about my appearance 
like she's really the only one on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the way to be. Yeah, and so like you like it, and she's like, yeah, it's hot, and I'm like, great, I'll keep it. Cool. <laughs> like that's all that matters to me. Damn it, I'm gonna go shave it off. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, like, she's always the one that's the huge, like, proponent of the beard, too. Like, the times that I've shaved it, like, off or, or, um, oh, a while back I had an incident when I was trimming it up with, um, I was doing the sides and, like, I did some other trimming and so I took, like, the guard off to, Uh like, do the trimming and then I wasn't thinking and I just grabbed it and, like, started on my neck and went all the way up to my cheekbone and put, like, a, a stripe through it. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and so I had to trim that's, it all down to where I only had the goatee for a little while. It was. It that's the worst. That's the worst when you like you're just trimming up or something and just make one mistake. And then then you got to fix it to like even out the sides and then you do something else on the other side. Pretty soon you have very little beard. Yeah. If you're no. like me and you keep making mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that can like be like, oh, it's it's not quite symmetrical yet, and it just keeps getting skinnier and skinnier. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like a little bit to the left of center, and then you fix it, and then, so then it's a little to the right of center, and each time, it gets skinnier and skinnier. Smaller, and smaller, and smaller. <laughs> and before, then you just got the weird little soul patch, <laughs> like under your lower lip. And, and no one wants no no one wants you to be walking around with a soul patch come on no. <laughs> no one wants no one wants that shouldn't even be allowed on no. any, anyone no, no one then you get a pinky ring and a ponytail and everybody can think you're a real fucking creep <laughs> men ring. with pinky rings man i judge them harshly whenever i see a grown man with a pinky ring i'm always like what's going on in there buddy <laughs> what's going on in your head that <laughs> you woke up in the morning and you put that on and you were like i'm ready for the day now i've got my <laughs> pinky ring on <laughs> I mean like I would like wear a ring like on my middle finger so it gives me excuse to stick them up or something <laughs> but but other than that I mean I've never I mean wedding ring but yeah pinky rings though I just don't see how that's comfortable at least for me either I don't see how that I don't see how that would feel good I the last dude I knew with a pinky ring he kept touching me every time he would talk to me you ever had know somebody like that? that like when that's they talk kind of, to you, it's like they have to reach out and touch you. No, because <laughs> I back away. I didn't like it. It got to no, the no. point where I had to say I, something to the guy. And I was like, hey, dude, um, don't touch me. I, I'm going to need you to stop touching me. And like he like had this look on his face like he couldn't understand. Like, oh, uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's cool that you come and talk to me. Just do without touching me. I'm not into it. <laughs> like, how old are you? Um. I, so no one ever else has ever told you to not touch them when you're talking to them? Yeah. Because I can't believe I'm the first. I, I know. Mean. Weird shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't I didn't think we were going to have to have this talk about personal bubbles, but here you are within mine again. <laughs> now get out. <laughs> Please. Yeah, so needless to say, it made every... Every... Uh, further interaction with him really awkward <laughs> oh oh i bet especially um it, it, it <laughs> i just laughed thinking about it yeah <laughs> confronting him or whatever he's a weird guy but i don't know like i i don't know when i was younger i would like 
you know, just like put on a brave face and deal with it. But anymore, mm-hmm. it's like I got to a certain age in my life where I'm like, you know what? If if me speaking my truth in a polite way, if somebody's offended by that, then it's not on me. It's more on them. Yes. Like it's it's on me if I present the communication in an asshole way, then I clearly could have done better. But it's like, if I do it in a respectful way and just say, you know, Hey man, let's, let's, you know, what, what you're doing is having a negative effect on me. And why don't we just knock that off? Yes. You know, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing Especially wrong. when it's legitimate. Like, yeah. I mean, if someone's like touching you and yeah, yeah someone I, wears I, a I, pinky I, ring. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes you know, it worse I, to me. Yeah. We, we, Talking about pinky rings, I, I don't. I, I'm thinking back, and I don't know if I've ever known anybody to wear a pinky ring. Just start watching for it, man. It's weird. See, now I'm now I'm gonna see it everywhere. <laughs> like, like probably like 75 percent of the people I see on the street and at work and in grocery stores and wherever, they're gonna have pinky rings now. The other like, weird thing my, to watch it'll be for. like the Matrix stuff. I'll be like, my eyes will be wide open. <laughs> right. I'll just be. Aw- I'll be awakened to the pinky ring. The other weird pinky behavior you got to look for is the guys who have all their fingernails trimmed short except for their pinky ring. And Uh-oh. like that one's like long. And it's like, what's oh, going well. on there? Is that like a weird Coke nail? Oh, well, we, yeah. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The last time I saw it on a guy, like, I was so about to ask. And then I was like, oh, I, I can't think of a way to do it tactfully. Yeah, because, well, you might not have. You're a big guy. They're not going <laughs> to, they're probably not going to probably gonna maybe not punch you in the face or whatever <laughs> but you just walk up to someone and say hey how's your coke now i mean and the, that there was no other way i could think of packaging it than like what the fuck's up with your nail man i yeah, i see you do uh, a good job on the upkeep on all on the other nine but <laughs> just that one right you there could, you just want to let it grow huh well i guess you could just address it by simply not addressing it and asking a completely different question. Hey, man, you do cocaine? <laughs> You're not addressing the nail, but you are addressing the nail as well. Do you have to buy special gloves to accommodate that longer pinky? <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> now, that, now that I think of it, that would be weird. Like like wearing gloves in somewhere. <laughs> like like at work when you're wearing gloves to work with whatever and and like the nitrile stuff in a lab and just feeling short nails, one long nail, my pinky. God, that would be weird. Right. You'd think it'd pop right through the glove too. It would. It really would. That's not safe. <laughs> no, can't do that. Can you imagine that working with peppers? Oh man. <laughs> long nails fuck you over. You like your cocaine with a little sprinkle of habanero pepper. Oh, yeah. This is spicy cocaine. <laughs> when we say it opens the nostrils, it opens the nostrils. <laughs> I cut it with some Carolina Reaper. <laughs> Best shit out there. Carolina Reaper infused cocaine. You got the... See, and that would kind of battle each other, too. Because... You've got the anesthetic portion of cocaine, and you have the TRP V1 receptor um, uh, pain intensifying, <laughs> stimulating Carolina Reaper. Pain intensifying. <laughs> so you have on one hand 
something that's numbing something, and on the other hand, something that's burning you so much that it become you become numb. So it's weird. I wonder if you would feel the heat from the, the capsation if you actually did, like, rub cocaine on your gums, like, just oral, just rubbing it on your gums, and then be, your gums become numb. I wonder if you were to rub Carolina Reaper on the gums if you would feel it. Wow. You know, I never thought of that because the coke I've is never a numbing agent, right? Yeah, it's an anesthetic. I mean, it's just like any of the other cane drugs, lidocaine, bupivacaine, ropivacaine, any of those things. Um, it acts in the same way. Um, and that's essentially why when you see in the little cop shows in places, cops will take a little bit of the, the cocaine, rub it on their gums. I mean, they're looking to see if it numbs their gums i bet they're not doing that now in the fentanyl age right? <laughs> oh god don't even get it oh god <laughs> okay so i had this thought the other day that cops handling fentanyl without gloves and then going into convulsions is like the law enforcement version of holy ghosting <laughs> you know, since it's really all in their heads from kind of what i'm gathering from your posts right yeah it, almost it, every it, time there's an article i i just wait for the the kevin shanks thing to be like this is not how this works <laughs> Okay, I'm going to, there is a story that just happened yesterday that it just fits this to a T. I'm going to go and I'm going to find it because it's so damn ridiculous and it's in the fentanyl area. Um, There was a school in, um, I'm trying to think of where it was, Um, but they essentially... This kid had a vape pen. Number one, you probably shouldn't have a vape pen in school, and that's probably against school rules, okay. But it was confiscated or it was found in his locker or something. And then law enforcement officials started feeling terrible. They said they were feeling sick. They were respiratory depressed. Their breathing was slowing. They were feeling nauseous and became unconscious is what the report was. But and then, of course, people are like, oh, fentanyl's everywhere that there's fentanyl in that vape pen. And that's what the cops blamed in the news story. They said that the fentanyl, there was fentanyl in the student's vape pen. And that's why these cops were acting the way they were. They were exposed passively through environmental passing. And guess what happened after that? They tested the vape pen, not fentanyl. No shocker. They tested now. Now the, they're they're coming back and saying, well, it wasn't fentanyl in the vape pen. It was there was a powder on a piece of paper in the vape pen, and it was actually not fentanyl, but it was another related drug, carfentanyl. And still, even if it was a residue, there's people in a in a vape pen that's essentially closed. I mean, it's not going to happen. And it just boggles my mind that aid media agencies and journalists and cops and law enforcement, they kind of reiterate this issue because this is a big one for me that you cannot be passively exposed to fentanyl like at a crime scene or a cop stops someone in a car for speeding and there's pills on the back and 
just because it's there's a pill there, you're not being you're not actively using the substance. So anytime you see this, two officers were exposed to fentanyl at in a school or at a track traffic stop. That's all completely made up stuff regarding that can't happen. Fentanyl doesn't work that way. Um, what they are probably going through is some sort of psychogenic effect. They've seen these stories so many times in the news media. They've become to the point where they believe this is a real thing. So they encounter a tablet or a powder. It's unknown what it is. And now they start to really become paranoid and they almost induce a panic attack. So the, And then they really are thinking this is what they're using. And so they get themselves all wound up. And because a lot of times... If you listen to the the symptoms that these people um, exhibit when they're supposedly exposed to quote unquote fentanyl, is opposite of what like an opioid overdose would be. Opioid overdose, your breathing is slowing, um, you are tired, drowsy, you eventually stop breathing, and you become hypoxic, no oxygen, and you die. But uh, uh, most of these people are exhibiting more panic attack, tachycardia, hearts racing, uh, breathing, and they're, they're hyperventilating, their body temperature goes up. Um, so it's not the way fentanyl works. It's more of a psychogenic effect of what's going on. Um, and there are people out here who are trying to combat this stuff day in and day out on social media, and the, the rumors and myths keep getting perpetuated year after year after year. Did I put you to sleep? No, I'm here. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the bad thing about me, is I get on these ramblings and I won't stop. <laughs> so usually well, no, I have someone sitting by me like smack me in the back of the head to shut up. <laughs> no, I was, you, you said that, you know, there's, there's people that, that, you know, combat these things on social media. And I think that, well, it's kind of going back to that thing we were saying earlier about social media being good and being bad. And the the ease with spreading misinformation is just awful because mm-hmm. it's like a weed. Like it just keeps popping up everywhere. It's like you eradicate it here. Oh, now it's popping up over here again. And it's like there's mm-hmm. no getting rid of it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't I mean, the, the only thing that I can think of is um, as someone who deals with these drugs day in and day out and the effects of them. Um, you just, every time you see it, you, you just got to say, that's not the way it works. That's not, that's not the true story. This is what's happening. You just try to combat it that way. But, um, other than that, yeah, it's just kind of going back and forth on the internet most of the time. And I don't like to do that. (laughs) Yeah. No, nothing gets solved there. And like, it's like people bring their egos in, like in overdrive. It seems like when they're arguing online. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Everybody's got to be, everybody's got to be an armchair, you know, expert on it, and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, that's like the the part of the internet that I just absolutely fucking hate, you know. I don't. I yeah. Social media can be so good. I mean, I've met so many cool people and done cool things and and all of that, but it can be so terrible as well. I mean, it just makes me think, why did we invent the internet? 
<laughs> Why did Al Gore invent the internet? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, conversations like this, getting to know people like you, like these are the things that I'm like super thankful for the internet, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like, brought a lot of people together. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like Ru- Russian Russian troll farms and shit like that. Those are the things about the internet that I don't like. <laughs> Anything on the quote unquote dark web. Um... Take the good with the bad, right? <laughs> Dude, I've had the best fucking time talking with you tonight. Oh, I it's it, it's been a while, so I am glad I I am glad to talk with you because. Yeah, it's been what a year and a half, two years since yeah. the last time. Yeah, I mean, this this whole last two years has just been a blur, it, an absolute blur, dude. I can't believe it's been. I can't believe we've been dealing with two years of this fucking pandemic shit. Yeah, it's. I mean, here in twenty seven days, twenty twenty two, man, I time flies, but then there are days where time goes so slow. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's usually for me, at least in the hour between the hours, it's like 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. or something. They just seem to go so slow. And then when I get to do fun things like this, it just flies by. Well, isn't it? Isn't there a saying that says something to the effect of the days drag and the years fly? Uh, I believe so. Something to that effect. This sounds like a song lyric. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. It probably, it probably is. is. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, it should be. It's a really good lyric. <laughs> Uh, dude, well, thank you so much for coming on and, and talking. And I, it's, it, I got to get you on sooner than a, a two-year break again next time. <laughs> oh yeah, I am always available to talk to you, Joe Star. Oh, but I, I fucking love talking with you, Kevin. It's, it's always a good time. Um, uh, so tell people again where they can find you. Um, you can find my one podcast. Nobody asked you, Kevin. Um, I'm kind of on hiatus now, so you probably won't, you won't see any new episodes. Uh, but you can find my other podcast called Dose Makes the Poison, the Toxcast. Talk about forensics and chemistry and drugs and poisons and in pop culture and media. Um, you can actually find that at Apple or any of those places. But I do have a website now that I just opened up called DoseMakesThePoison.com. And that's where I'm kind of have a blog or and podcast and all that nice stuff. So, um, yeah, those are the places you can find me. Uh, it's such a good show too. Don't sleep on that, people. It is very entertaining. And I've got I've and got education. some really really good stuff coming up here. I I like I said before, I had the Joe Stark energy, and I set up that spreadsheet. And <laughs> I love excited. a good spread. I love a good spreadsheet, like I said earlier. <laughs> and and I've got I've got a good line of people coming on the podcast over the next year. Oh, so, dude, I can't gonna, wait. Gonna I'm be a good so time. Excited. <laughs> come and come and learn some learn about poisons and people getting poisoned with things and what you could and could not use to poison people. It's fascinating, dude. It's a fascinating <laughs> podcast. I love it. I'm so glad you're doing it. I'm so happy to hear that 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 you got a bunch of guests and stuff coming up too. That's gonna be really cool. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a fun time. All right. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been Startcast.